Yo, what's going on? It's another it's another week. It's another beautiful day. This is Jay Reed. Thank you for tuning in to another week's episode of Jay Reed's Talking. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, collaboration in this episode. That's going to be the focus. And uh, I'm going to pick everyone's brain. But luckily today, we're honored we have a guest, ASK, a uh, 22-year-old rapper from Northern Virginia. I, I don't even want to call him a rapper, a recording artist. He's got a lot of dope stuff. And um, yeah, he's local to me, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about collaboration with him and get to know him a little more. But uh, how's it going, man? How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, today has been a very blessed day. Uh, the weather, just in general, has been like I mean, it's been on and off, but today especially has been very uh, very calming. I'll say that. Yes. Uh, no, I agree. It's a little. Uh, it's like still outside. Yeah, it's very calming, and it, it just. Literally today, uh, I was walking with my friends to lunch and we were just kind of reminding ourselves from freshman year when we were like 18 until now. Um, and we we're just like, whoa, like that's been a big, big change of our lives. It's only been like two or three years. And so uh, I guess, guess for me, I always like to reminisce on the good times because it always lets me know I'm, I'm going down the correct path I'm supposed to. I, I believe it, bro. I reminisce about the past all the time, but I have a bunch of shit I shouldn't have done. It oh, does, yeah. It, it does, it's not, <laughs> that's like the best part about reminiscing is, is you can sort of – this is what I believe. I believe you can miss – you can reminisce and miss something, but you know you don't want it to happen again, but you're just glad that it did happen, you know? Yes, yes, 100%. There's a lot of things uh, that has happened in the past three years that I'm not necessarily like proud of. And especially just mistakes in general, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but I'm I'm very glad it did happen because like now I'm in a position where like a year ago I was praying about all of this and now I have it, you know. Right. And so it's like I'm very glad that all that even occurred because it's like, you know, sometimes in life you do have to take L's. Sometimes you have to take L's of what happened, bro. You do. On. <laughs> you regard. I think I believe. I truly believe you. Re- you have to take L's regardless. Yeah. Um. And and just the average person looks as an L, um, looks as like a failure, looks as falling on your face as as a failure, as something, as Gary Vee says, like society demonizes that shit. Yeah. When in reality, I like to from I, I credit my a lot of my mistakes and the worst times where I was really hit rock bottom in my life for the open minded uh, perspective I have today and. I look at um, failure and falling down and, and not reaching success as opportunity to grow. And actually, when you fail, you're one step closer to succeeding. You know, you know what not to do and you know what doesn't work. Yeah, I think that's very true. I had to take a lot of rookie mistakes in order for me to be like, oh, that's not the proper way to move. In terms of like music or even in terms of my career, like especially like, let's say, for instance, like branding my image, it took... Right a smooth three years to really, really like, you know what I'm saying? Hone down of what I want to present myself as. Uh, right. I, at first it was like, I wanted to be like Mr. Positive. And then I realized, okay, I can't be Mr. Positive because being all positive isn't always, you know, starry lights and stuff. It, it's it, sometimes it's bad. Um, yeah. I mean, you, even if you're like have a positive mentality. Yeah. Like every day in life, there's not every second and every hour is not going to be amazing. There's tons of shit that happens. that you are like, damn, that sucked. But you can have a overall positive, you know, mentality of how you go about life for sure. 
Oh, yeah, because things in life will just hit you in the face, bro, and you just have to kind of I, – I, I was talking about this this morning because um, I was walking to, to my exam, and a lot of times I like to people watch or I'll just look around of my surroundings and see, like, how blessed and fortunate I am. And right. so I was looking, and I was like, yo, it's not – the things that we have been, like, dealt with – and not dealt with, the things that has happened to us, we, we can't control that whatsoever. Like, there's a lot of messed up things that have happened in our lives. But it's the response that we have that changes things. So it's like, every, like you said, every day isn't rainbows and sunshines. It's, it's a matter of how am I going to respond to what's going on? Because, man, there's been times where, like, I'm, I feel like I'm about to pop off on something. And then it just goes left. And you're just like, what do I do? Like, you feel like you're hopeless. But then, right. like, you can have those, like, little moments of like feeling like hopeless but then you have to bounce back and be like nah like i can do it i just have to move differently now and honestly it's like when people always say it's the little things that matter i don't know how um not even like spiritual i don't know how many people are going to be able to relate to this like how i'm saying it but um it's those little moments where shit's really really bad and it's like really weird and nothing is going your way, like how you respond to that completely is is the character development. And that's the, those are the most important and critical moments in your life. And you won't even realize them at the time being. You won't feel proud. You might even regret and be like, oh, I should have I reacted the same way I've been reacting for 20 years or some shit. And even though you did the right thing, but then you might wake up like the next day or like a week later. And you, you'll start to realize, you'll be like, damn, like, I'm, I'm like more powerful. I have like, my intentions are, I don't want to say pure, but like, I'm doing what I want to do. And, and those little moments and how you react is really everything in life from, from the little that I've learned as a 22 year old fucking person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, it took me a minute to really like, kind of get in the, the zone of like, I'm, I'm the, what is it called? Like the creator of my own destiny. It took me right. a minute. I went, I went through some, some rough shit when I was a kid. So like, I didn't really, I didn't really have that moment of like clarity until I was like maybe 19, maybe even 20, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, it took a while for me to really just like understand and internalize it within myself of like, yo, like every little decision I make will put a And I know it's cliche cause they always talk about it in school. But, like, bro, I, I never, like, listened. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about other classes. <coughs> right. I was thinking about other shit. So it's, like, when it finally happens to you, I feel like – I mean, it happens at people's different age. But I'm very glad it happened to me at an early age, and I had to go through growing pains because, like, I'm not – I have a lot more that's going to come my way, and I, I'm glad I'm a little more prepared for it now. Right. No, I agree with you. Before we get too carried away, because I can already tell you like talking just like me. Oh, yeah, bro. Um, I love talking. <laughs> um, so, uh, so tell us like a little bit. L- let, let the people know a, l- a little bit about you. Like mm-hmm. how long have you been making music? And uh, yeah, we can just start there. How long have you been making music? Um, you know, who were your like inspirations? People you listen to now? Um, yeah. Yeah, just get, let, let, give the people a little story. Yeah, I got you. Um, I started making music when I was about 14 years old. 
uh, I remember I had a red composition notebook in high school and I would always just write down like my lyrics. Now, of course, like my music was pretty trash, but I still had that like the motivation, inspiration to be like, man, I, I'm able to create something out of this. I know I can. Maybe that shit probably you probably thought it was fire though. Like everyone, no, yeah, like yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, first, of course. my first beats that were if I I haven't listened to my hard drive for I saved all my stuff from a brick ago, but I'm waiting a little more just so I can blow my mind even more. Like, and when to you see think how those, far you come, but it's also just really funny when your perspective changes because you're like a different person in a oh, sense. Yeah, to listen to your shit when you sucked. And it's, bro, just be like, dog, I was so bad. Like, this is. Yeah, I, I would suggest one day, whenever you're just, like, relaxing, get really smacked and just go through your discography of everything you've ever released. I have, I have every single file from my first project called The Storm until literally. The Storm. Until Chakra, which is my most recent project. I have every single file. So I, sometimes I'll listen back. And I'm just like, yo, there's crazy growth. Not only in the music, because you can hear in the music in terms of like my versatility and how I execute it, but also like how how I'm changing as a person. Because my music is me as a person; it's my soul talking to another soul. That's how I feel with it. So right. I got my my main inspiration, Cuddy, uh, Childish Gambino, definitely because like he, he, I think he was one of the main sparks of the reason why I was like, yo, I can really talk about things that people don't talk about, or even like influence people like where they, they understand how important they are. Even if I don't believe it right, right now, I can make them believe it. And yeah, I could definitely, definitely see Childish, Childish Gambino in your music. Like heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's mad heavy. Like it, my first project, like the first like three beats were off of his projects. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was a total like bandwagon for him, but like I had to go, I had to step on that stone in order for me to find my own lane. Like now, I don't think... I mean, you can definitely see like, oh, you might sound like this, you might sound like that, but every artist is is seen as that. Everyone says, oh, you sound like this. It's like, well, that's yeah. That's just like, yeah, but that's just like meaningless words, bro. You know what music is music? Like, if you listen to every country song or every pop song on Billboard 100, like, they literally have the same chord progressions. They yeah. all, like, what are you going to, where is where's Beethoven or Mozart or, or Bach for me to sue because someone stole his chords like bro come on no yeah music, exactly music, music is, is just influence music. like there's one thing if you're blatantly copying someone and it's yeah. just whack and there's nothing but bro everyone has influences and like even now sometimes I, i'm bad at this but i want to start doing it more like sometimes bro it's cool to you feel a certain way and you want to execute a song a certain way so you listen to a reference track from something oh, yeah. that you want bro that's like cool you know that's dope and it's gonna help you a lot, like as what what wherever it is, as a producer, as an engineer, as an artist. Like if you'd use reference tracks because you're inspired and you want to do something like this, not even intentionally trying to get better, you're gonna get better. You know, it's it's literally like it's like practicing a sport. Yeah, you're always gonna get better. I mean, obviously, no one ever gets a a point of perfection. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Beyonce. I don't care if you're Charles Gambino. I don't care whoever you are. No one's ever perfect with their music. Right. Because music, like you said, is an influence. There's no, you know, state where it's like it's it's perfect. You don't have to try anymore. It's like, no, you have to keep learning and keep having yeah. versatility with it. So I feel like with my music, it's definitely grown because at first it was very political. My music was very, very political. Like I always just try to talk about a message 
I was oh, always... like what like really like principles and values emphasis principles values but also things that the government I said... like were hiding oh okay i yeah. said emphasis i said emphasis <laughs> emphasize people okay no. <laughs> but yeah i feel you bro no yeah and that's, so... and that's what i was doing at first and then now it's like i don't know what it is but i feel like it's a it's a connection with the divine spirit in a way like i, I have my inner spirit awake like awakened now that's how yeah. I feel. So like you, I'll, ta- you tapped into something. You're yeah, like I tapped into something, and I feel like the reason why is because I decided to like really just like go ten toes down and be like, "No, nah, bro, like, this is this is what I believe in," and like my music will speak volumes, whether it's to ten thousand to ten million. I don't I don't care as long as like people understand my message and they understand that I'm doing this for like the betterment of people. Then that's that's what matters most. Like that's right. always what matters most. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. Fucking chase your dreams. If it makes you happy, then do it. Like, I see my fan base growing slowly, you know, but surely. And every, your fan base is dope, bro. Thank you, bro. I, I appreciate it. Like, whatever. It's crazy. Like, yesterday was a day where I was calling. Like, I like, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but one of my biggest things is I'm empath. So part of my brand, the reason I do, like, whatever, if you want to call it motivation, influential shit, I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything. It's literally just me and I like helping people. So like a big part of my brand is I just like talking to the people. Um, mm. Not, not, not because other producers don't do that, but that's just me. And uh, so I like talking um, like wh- if it's, whether it's a problem I've dealt with or something I'm dealing with. Um, I just like letting the people know. And like, if it's something that I've dealt with and, and, and I've turned my life around and, and I found solutions and a lot of stuff that helped, like, why would I hold that to myself? Um, Instead of I feel just like, telling people about it. Bro, like literally when people tell me that they love my shit on Instagram and they're like, you're so influential. And like, bro, this dude called me who I've never met in person yesterday mm-hmm. and he's older than me and dude like wants to intern with me. I'm on the phone with him. Um, like I've only spoke to him one or two times in DMs and dude is like literally so appreciative of my content. Like he's like, I got post notifications on, I watch all your shit. He's like, bro, sometimes I like pause your story when you're on your whiteboard and trying to see what you're doing. Like, I I see you're doing a podcast. I see you're like down to the fucking shit. I posted 30 minutes ago. He knows what I'm doing. Like he literally is like, you're so helpful and influential. Like, thank you. And I'm just like sitting here. And you're like, like with flabbergasted. The, an out of body experience. I'm like, bro, I'm broke as fuck, but this shit, nothing in the world makes me more happy. Like, that's the maybe that's it not for great. everyone, but it's like that is an amazing feeling. And it's times like that, you know, every couple months some shit happens like that where I'm just like, I understand what I'm doing is working. I don't know how long it's gonna take to get where I want, but like I'm making music and I'm doing what I love. Um, I'm not making very much money, but a lot of people fuck with what I'm doing. And that's the reason like I'm doing it cause I love it. And if I'm sharing that positive energy that I get and chasing my mission, doing something positive and other people are feeling inspired by my energy, like, bro, I'm putting out the right shit in the world. That's amazing. I don't want anything else. Like, that's it, bro. You just spoke volumes right now. I feel like we're on the same, uh, same frequency right now. Sometimes when I talk to people, uh, do you ever have conversations with people and then like within the first five minutes you can tell whether this will be a fruitful conversation or this conversation <laughs> will not be anywhere? Bro, it'll usually be it'll usually be within like thirty seconds or yeah, a yeah, yeah. Like, where like, you're like talking to someone and you just keep talking and it's like 
like I, it, it, you just kind of, it, it's like everything is going over their head and you just have to kind of keep talking, but you're like, nah, this is, this is not it. You're not, yeah. you don't, it's not registering. Registering for you. So I can't really talk to you for long. So with <laughs> exactly. you, I, I always, I always knew since day one that I met you, I was like, yeah, this dude's different. I know. I remember when we first sat down in Pally studio, shout out to Pally Ray. Um, but when we first sat down in the studio, I knew at the time I was like, this isn't going to be the time when we talk, but we will talk in the future. And it's crazy that's happening now. So when you were discussing about how those little things, bro, and, it, and of people like appreciating what you do, bro, it, it warms my heart. I remember um, this actually literally I opened my phone right now and I got a preview message on my Instagram. And I'll, I'll, all I see right now is I accidentally watched this at night and not in the morning. But I just wanted to say I love watching these and how positive you are. That's what it says right now. And just now I've been getting those a lot like last semester and this semester as well, where people will reach out and be like, yo, like sometimes I'll be having a bad day and you just say shit that just clicks and it makes sense because it, it comes from the heart. It's not, no, yeah. it's not no bullshit, you know, oh, have, you know, uh, think positively because it's not that easy, bro. It's not that easy. The, the, exactly. Like the thing is too, is, I mean, I guess some people everyone's like built different and everyone has different everyone's completely different you know like i'm not i'm not good at science bro but we all have dna we come from different humans we're come from all around the world and stuff um but like some people you know it's like you you're we're talking about people hitting us up and it's like bro i do that to my inspirations like all the time yeah if i'm feeling like shit or, or anything and i just see someone that moves me like, bro, I'm the person that will literally hit you with three paragraphs because I appreciated your story so much. <laughs> like, yeah. so it goes both ways and it always comes around full circle. Um, it'll even be to the point where, like, I don't know if some people perceive, and it's not like you and me, but I guess if we're, like, you and me are talking about spreading a positive message and we have people hit us up and we appreciate that. Bro, you have shitty days just like I have shitty days. Like, terrible Oh, days. yeah, bro. No, yeah, those days are terrible and it's you like, feel like, fuck it. Yeah. And it's like, and then sometimes I'll ask all I've literally been on my story. I'm like, yo, someone please cheer me up. Like, I feel like shit. And I'll have some people like hit me up and be like, da 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 or something. Or like those days will be the day someone hits me up because they fuck with my shit. And, and that shit just like helps me so much, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro. When you're tapped in within yourself and like you, I don't know. I feel like it's when, like when you're just on your shit, when you know you're supposed like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Even in those down moments, they'll they'll be that little low, like that moment that encourages you to go even crazier. Like yeah. what I, what I've noticed. So uh, my freshman year of college, and like my best friends can attest to this. A lot of people can attest to this. But I was smoking every day, like a blunt a day. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was heavily into it. Right. So I was very paranoid, and I was just trying to. Numb I used to my... smoke so much. Bro. Yeah, bro, so so, so <laughs> much, bro. I, I was heavy with it because I was trying to avoid so much pain. I was trying to avoid so much of my life. It's bad. Because... Nah, go ahead, go ahead. Because I just said fuck it to everything. But then, and then like my low moments were even lower than because I was so dependent on it. But now that I'm not, it's like even in my low moments, my low moments aren't even like low low moments it's like i got hit and it hurts but then like some it'd be, it'll be like a message from god or like the universe and it might be a, the smallest thing like you said the smallest things matter the smallest things and it just snaps me out of my matrix i'm just like hey yo bro no nah, keep going like that was supposed to happen it's, like keep going it's, yeah it's it's like growth and self-awareness too because uh 
And it's bad, too, because... And I don't have anything against weed, bro. I used to, like... I'm not even going to get into details, but I was smoking <laughs> before... I was smoking and heavily before probably every single person that has ever watched this podcast and will for a while. Because that I was just... You know, that's all I'm going to say. But, yeah. uh... Fucking... I don't have anything against it, bro. I think the shit should be legal. I think there should be good, like, regulations. I think it's fucking stupid that cigarettes are... That the tobacco, you know, lobbyists and tobacco corporations are making bread and weed is so like illegal and it's all like a money game. Um, and I know like oh, yeah. some kids with seizures and crazy diseases like CBD and all that shit should be legal because it's literally saving lives. It but helps. that doesn't. But there's also on the flip side a lot a lot of kids in high school that are like 15 that are like I'm dealing with my anxiety and it's like bitch shut up bro you're just a stoner and you're literally probably not gonna go anywhere if you just smoke doobies all day. Yeah. And I can say that. Because that's what happened to me, bro. And then I had a lot, a lot of shit happen to me on, on multiple occasions till I finally hit, like, I hit the concrete so hard that I got back up and running and my whole perspective flipped around. Yeah. So, like, I know, so, like, a lot of people use it as a scapegoat and they're like, it's just weed. It's like, yeah, bro, but it's, it's still a drug. Like, just like Advil is a drug or something. And weed, like, really getting faded. It's not like other drugs, but, bro, if you're really faded, you could still compare that to, like, being really drunk or something you know like it puts you it's an out of body experience. it's not an out of body experience but you're not in your uh it's different bro you're not sober and like you're not thinking clearly if that makes sense no it makes sense like it, you'll what, what i've just noticed i was even talking to my friends about it earlier today like when you're just like dependent on something your whole perspective life changes bro like when i was really like smoking you start to bro you start to do things Without thinking about them because yeah. you just do them. And that's exactly. what smoking is. Like, I used to wake it. up, bro, I used to wake up and smoke and just fucking was doing shit all day. But I was just smoking all the time. If you asked me why I smoked, you know what I'd say? I wouldn't even know what to tell you. I'd literally just be like, who's got a, like, I need to smoke. That's it. Yeah. There was no reason. There was no, that's why, like, I think it's definitely cool for some people when they're older. But, bro, like, if you look at anyone mad successful, like, they don't, they don't really most of them don't really smoke or even drink because they're self-aware. They're happy with what they're doing. They don't need any other substances to influence them, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like, there's a lot of people who don't and there's a lot of people who do. But even, like, let's say, for instance, like, mad successful people who do smoke weed, they've regulated it to the point where it doesn't control them. And I feel like for me, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm at. Like, it's not controlling me anymore. I don't feel like I have to smoke every day. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to knock on an occasion if you if you smoke a blunt like go ahead that you yeah know what I'm saying? like how but that's 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 like responsible in anything bro in yeah. anything like i could relate the same thing to anything like bro if you work a full-time job and you have to get up at 6 a.m are you really gonna make music till 4 a.m every day like yeah no everything in moderation and that in balance and that's how life goes forward yeah bro uh, it's like you think you very, think very e true. bro you think Elon Musk is like smoking fucking doobies designing Teslas all day? Hell nah, not. bro. He might smoke like a little like hit something before bed or something some days or you know like bro. <laughs> People, yeah. you know, but yeah, bro. So you said uh for your top for your inspiration you said childish Gambino, Kid Cuddy. Let me get one more. What you got for me? Uh damn. Oh, this it, is hard. It could be hard. recent or old. Oh, it could be okay, something bet, new bet. or just throw one more in the mix. Yes, Toby Lou. Okay. Toby Lou. Bro, I love Toby Lou because like he well, one, he's a black artist, but it's like there I feel like there's like mainly like three genres of like black artists. There's the typical trap artist, 
for a, for a, for a black artist. Um, there is the R and B pop, and then there's just lyrical, right? But with Toby Lou, he's like, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a uh, like, it's a like, pop, a, like a pop, like a is it like a fusion between some of them? It's like a fusion between like pop, but like I don't know how to describe. It. It's like a fusion between like like a ditzy bop, like pop kind of thing that you would hear on the radio. And I love it because it's just like it's what did you badass. say his name was? I'm not I'm not hip to this dude at all. I'm gonna his name him is out. Toby Lou. So T O B I L O U. I would okay. say best song to listen to is Just Keep Going. Like because one his music is I'm gonna mad check it out for sure. It's mad encouraging, but it's also like it's kind of like adorable music. Like it's right. badass at the same time. So I like shit like that. Bro, I so, listen to like all types of music. So yeah, I'm yeah. like so I listen to like when everything. I listen to him, it just like literally in the mornings. Especially like if I'm going to class, I'll just put him on and I'm just like, I'm in a great mood. And that's why I like his music because it just puts you in a great mood. <laughs> I like any, that. Any song that, or music that puts me in a great mood, I'm going to put it on my playlist, like always. So um, he's definitely oh. been an inspiration in my music. Like I've just been like messing around with like reverbs and like just ways to experiment. Like I don't like oh, you. Do you listen to it? Do you like how his shit's mixed? Yes, his shit's mixed. Like, I love how his stuff is mixed. Bro, I just started like mixing vocals seriously a few months ago because I got to a point where I was like, bro, why am I producing? And I can literally do anything. And I've already been mixing my own beats for like two years. It's the same concept, just transferred to, you know, it's like a little different EQing and the compression's different, but oh, I yeah. already understand the fundamentals. And like, bro, just why would I make beats but not be able to make whole songs in my studio, you know? So I did that and then um, started doing that. Um, Actually did like my best mix yesterday, but I'm just bringing this up because you're talking about reverbs and shit, bro. It's so cool listening to a song or, or being in the presence of a, an amazing engineer and you're just like, and just listening or watching them do something. And you're like, how the fuck do they do that, bro? I need to do that to one of my songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Nine times out of 10, the, like for me, what I've just learned is that like a lot of my like best mix songs or whatever it is, it's like, bro, I just tested shit out. And I'm like, oh, this sounds really good. I'm just going to exactly. keep it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what the best engineers did like 80 years ago. And then they just started, you know, that's, ha- that's how everything works. Yeah. So like with it, I literally made a song called Life of the Party uh, today. And like, to me, I, I love it. I mean, I'm going to change it a little bit because some of the verses I was like, ah. But overall, in terms of the mixing and in terms of like the reverb, because I, I like to put a lot of reverb on like my ad libs or like uh, <coughs> harmonizing vocals in the background. Because right. it creates that like drowning effect that you'll have when you listen to it. That's why that's always right. my main goal. And so like I've just been messing around with like certain reverbs and like uh, if you mix like three reverbs, it might create this like singular effect. And like I don't know, I just love shit like yeah, that. Yeah, or you can like yeah, you can get like a uh, like a large reverb and a minimal and a medium reverb. Yeah, and then you can like side chain the shit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like link them together, and then you could throw like a delay and start bouncing, bro. This shit gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I literally have a song. Uh, it's called Tap Out. So I I forgot when I was doing. No, I remember because I just finished smoking with my friend. So I went back to my computer and I was like, all right, I want to make something. So I was on Twitter, and I think I was like, I was DMing some guy, and he sent me his uh his beat stars. So I was looking through, and I listened to the beat, and it sounded like a Travis Scott song. So I was in the mood to make a trap song. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And so I wrote it. And then when I write my music, I always imagine how I'm going to use the reverb on certain vocals or how I'm right. going to EQ this it's certain like, part. It's like happening right there. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, do yeah. it like this. Yeah, I might do like this and do like that. And I did it. And then there's a part, like, I'm, I'm going to send it to you uh, too. But yeah. there's a certain part where it's like, um, 
it's like tap out and then tap out is like repeated like 200 times in the background but it, it but it works really well and then like i do a lot of like like uh like kid cutting like hums and like right 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 things like that and it works i'm just like yes i love doing chill that's literally every song i've, I've made since like last semester i've always added a or something like that like something right. in the background to fill it up it just makes it sound better for sure yeah that's dope that's dope i feel like a lot of i mean the more i mean obviously when you first start like uh making you know recording writing producing all that and like if you're doing anything in life there's early stages where you're kind of just using you're following people whether it's like practice or tutorials and you're just doing stuff in the motions and like practicing but mm-hmm. then once you get the hang of it, like you start experimenting and you realize like the best stuff comes out of just naturally and instinctively. Like when you overthink and second guess yourself too that's much, that's facts. like literally because I was, I was mixing for a few months, like songs and I fucking just met this engineer, bro. Who's 40 years old with like a studio he built 10 years ago, craziest equipment. And like dude's been engineering for 25 years and I watched him mix and, like, he literally just does everything hella quick and would, like, mix a song in an hour. And it would just be butter as shit. And I yeah. went home and I took a mix that I took, like, three hours on. Mm-hmm. And I literally went through all the effects and pretty much redid all of them or deleted and, like, altered some of them. And the mix I did in an hour was at least two times better than the one I did in three hours. Oh, yeah, bro. 100%. Like, there are certain songs where, like, because you want it to sound so good you'll put a crazy overemphasis on the mixing. And sometimes that can kill the actual song. Like yep. um, the song I mentioned earlier called Awakening. I literally remember I wrote down the song like two weeks prior to me recording and I recorded and mixed it all in like two hours. But that's because I, I, I did the, the, cause the, the song is literally just like a one verse, like a 16 or 32 bar. I, I don't count bars. I don't know how to count them. It, um, was, it was short. It was short. Yeah, <laughs> it was short, but I did it all in one take. I mixed it, compressed it, all of it. And I was like, all right, cool. This sounds good. I just finished it. And I was like, that was it. Because it was so simple. And even songs like Tap Out. Tap Out only took me like, because I was, you know, I'm in school. So I always like do like two hour, like, you know, sessions and leave and then two hour sessions. It took me only like two sessions of, to do that. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually kind of cool. Because I, I didn't put an emphasis on like, you know, trying to go too right. crazy with it. Right. And <laughs> the thing is, if you, you a lot of the times you the emphasis and like trying to go too crazy. Like if you don't record it the right way or like produce the beat the right way. Oh yeah. Like if you don't record it or produce it the way that you have in your mind, then like mixing it and finishing it the way in your mind is not possible. That's like what I'm saying. It has to be natural. So like, I think it's better to just work instinctively with your gut. And, and you know what I'm saying? Like if I lay down whatever two verses and two choruses and the beats like this, and you're singing like that, I take my intent on how I hear it and I just mix it. Like, I'm not going to be like, but I wanted it to really be like this. But if that's not how it's working right now, then just do it. Then, then mixing it that way, just cause I want it to be like that is going to make it sound worse. Yeah. And I feel like it's better to take it and run with it and go. And then over time, what you initially wanted to do a couple years ago or whatever is going to manifest. And you're finally going to know how to, you know, attack how to it. Do and, it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, that's actually very, very true. It's kind of like, like do with what you can right now and right. then in the future you can learn like when i did tap out like i wasn't able to mix or be able to throw delays and stuff like that until like just now like it took me a minute because i started learning how to mix 
in like May. So it's, it's about to be a mm-hmm. year of since I've like learned how to mix. But I've learned so much of how to engineer. I'm just like, holy shit, like this is crazy. Because when lot I first it's... started, I didn't know shit about EQ or compression or anything. <laughs> those two are the biggest, those two are the biggest thing ever. Oh yeah. Literally the biggest thing. That's like why when you have money and you have a studio, literally if you have a, literally this is how, I know this is a hundred percent the most important part. The very yeah. first step to get a good mix is a high quality recording. Yes, so sir. like literally having, having a treated studio and a pretty good mic and like recording it, uh, not clipping and like gain staging, mm-hmm. you're already off to success. And then good compression and good EQ. And honestly, your mix is probably like 95% of the way there already. Yeah, literally you know, like all I've the learned. rest is like glaze and like that, like little like effects, little effects, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. pushing to, to it in there a little yeah. and then you're good. What I've learned is that a good song is 90% of recording, like a good recording and 10% mixing. So it's mm-hmm. like when you get that good recording and you know what I'm saying? Like you have... There's not too much echo in the room. Like, so my room right now, I'm in a dorm. It's not crazy, like room proof, whatever. Or right, but like, it's a lot better than it was last semester. Like last semester, like if I even talk, you can hear the echo throw everything. But I put in the most important spots. So like now, it's like it's a little better, you know. So, but I mean, shit. Like you, you, you're you're making you're making the best of what you have. That's all that matters. Exactly, exactly. And so I just do that, and then just like it just works now. So like. I love hearing my mixes now because I'm like, when I first recorded my song, my first song I ever like made was called Shine. <laughs> and that was such a garbage mix because I didn't know how <laughs> to do EQ or compression or anything. I just tested stuff out. And then my first like published song was Holy Ghost, which even though it wasn't like EQ the best or compressed the best, it still was good because of the energy in the song. You know what I'm saying? It was right. really good. Um, but just from from last May until now, it's crazy to see in the progress of like, yo, my mixes, I'm not saying they're like radio crazy mix, you know what I'm saying? How it's super clean, but like for the they're, most they're, part, they're better. For yeah. Sure. They're way better. So I'm just yeah. like, I'm, I'm cool with it. That's what's up, bro. Yeah. That's, that's fun watching the, yourself progress. So you said, so you said you started making music when you're 14 and, uh, when did you like, when did you seriously start pursuing this and uh like like at what point um in your life and and what made your the switch you know what made you turn the switch and like why mm. okay so when i was 18 that was when i first got into college and i knew when i when i was like 17 i started performing shows back in my hometown richmond and like me and my friends were getting a good amount of buzz over there so I knew in my head, I was like, I'm really good at making music. So I was like, all right, let me focus on music. That's what I know currently. So I started, you know, just honing in in terms of my sound and understanding, like, you know what I'm saying, what's best. Because mm-hmm. I'm a very lyrical dude. Like, a lot of times, especially now, because I do make a lot of, like, alternative, like, R&B in a way. Right. Like, people will listen, like, oh, he just makes singing songs. I'm like, listen, bro, I can out-rap you. <laughs> like, don't <Yeah>. try me. <laughs> like, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? So um, I guess I took it, like, the actual, actual switch where, like, it really just, like, turned was when I was, like, 20. Okay. When I, when I, so pretty much, like, last year. Like, because that was – I was working two jobs. You're, you're 21 or 22? I'm 21 right now. Okay. Yeah. So um, I worked two jobs um, my sophomore year of college to save up for my studio. That's that how I knew. sucks. No, bro. Oh, my God. It was the worst time. <laughs> I've never worked two jobs, but I had a point, like, not for very long where – 
I was working full time, going to class full time and trying to do this music production shit on the side. And like as soon as I switched to like part time and was still going full time to school, bro, I was like, I felt like I, I had a whole body weight off my shoulders. No, yeah, 100 percent. So like for me, I was working two part time jobs. But everyone knows like two part time jobs is pretty much a full time job. Right. So I was working a full time job with the full time classes and music. And, and like, I had... Uh, that shit sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Bruh, I know some people, uh, they're not going to school, but, like, I know a few people, shouts out to my boy Jerry off the top of my head. He's a rapper. Like, he's working two jobs right now. It's like some shit where you get off work and you go to your other job. Oh, yeah. Bro, yeah, that's yeah. hard. Like, it's music, hard. Creator, creative people, like, we strive off of energy. And if you feel like shit after getting home, you're not, you're just going to want to sleep. Like, you're not yeah. going to want to... Difficult. Like you're, you're, you're just tired, so... Uh, that I think that was when I turned the switch because that's like when I started taking stuff seriously. Like I just started saving up and like even well, you like, saved up for a studio and when and intentionally worked two you know two jobs to make it happen. And like I had to like sacrifice a lot. Like a lot of times, like my friends or even um, at the time I was in a relationship, so they're like, "Oh, let's go out." I'm like, "Nah, bro. <laughs> like I need to save up because like in terms of the studio and in terms of Pro Tools and in terms of plugins, like that." easily costed like a grand or so and so Facts. i was like i need to save up and so yeah i don't um, have pro i don't have pro tools but i want to i know i can I, like i can crack anything but i don't really i like try not to crack anything everyone's mm-hmm. opinion on this is different but like so i'm like thinking i've been thinking on and off if i should buy pro tools but yeah I my mean, bad I, I didn't mean to say no no, no, no no it's all good i mean if you like what you use right now that's then all that's all that matters I yeah, that's why Pro I think Tools I'm because Pro like Tools that's is just, like the best to record in. I know. Yeah, that. exactly. And I've just been, I that's how I I started recording back in my friend's crib. So I was like, plus, I, I plus, know how to use it. Exactly. Yeah. If you learned on that, plus if you're not really like focused on producing, Pro Tools is definitely like, especially for the majority of people, that's it's industry standard and it's like pretty much the best one of the best programs for sure. Yeah, and so I I always like Pro Tools. Um, and then I just started taking my music a lot more serious. And like, although I always so what know, what was it that like what so so it was like a year ago you're working two jobs but like what is that what what exactly made you turn the switch you're like I don't want to and when everyone's going to parties like I don't give a fuck about that like I'm gonna go work two jobs because I want a studio and I want to be uh, an artist I want to live in the studio and I love making music what oh, okay. mentality like why what made you do that and what was like, was there an initial push or was it something that just happened over time because of your love of music? That's a really good question. Uh, I guess for me, it was kind of like this summer before my my sophomore year because, like, I was working with my with my dad and I was still, like, doing music and going to the studio. So uh, shout out to Caleb Ortiz. I love that dude. That man makes great music. So I did a, a marketing plan. I was like, all right, I'm going to drop one song a month and push it. Mm. And so I did that with him. I made three songs with him each month and we just like cultivated my sound. And when I really got down to my sound, this is like before I dropped Chakra, I was like, yo, like, I guess it kind of hit a switch. I was like, oh wait, I don't have a studio up in, in the college. Like mm. he, he's my only engineer. He's in Richmond. So it kind of hit me. I was like, yo, if I really, really, really want to push my music, I have to get a studio. And so it kind of just switched upon me. And plus, I never really liked, like, parties. Like, don't get me wrong. I, like, 
it's it's fun. It's nice to have fun every once in a while. I'm not gonna knock it, bro. You don't have to. You don't have to to take any side on that with me. Like, I literally when everyone was at the party, like, I was not at the party. I would like. Yeah. The, I never threw a party myself. The only thing I ever had was like open cribs. That's what we used to call them. I feel like mm. people still call them that shit. But literally, it'd just be like chilling around in my crib and like just doing low key shit, like smoking and. Oh yeah, you know. it's like a kickback in a way. Exactly. Yeah, like I'm cool with those, but like majority of the time, like especially my sophomore year, I remember I went out to a party. It was like the first party of the semester, a fall semester of sophomore year, and I went out with uh, like my girl at the time and her friends. And like I had a good time, but like halfway through, I was like, "Bro, this is not fun." <laughs> like this is. I feel not like a people who go to parties and like getting like blacked out, drunk, and all that shit. They're really they I have actually, a lot of problems. They have to. Go yeah, deep I don't even feel searching. like this exactly. <clears throat> I know that those people just have exactly, bro. They don't. They don't understand themselves, and they're constantly running away, and like they want to be the life of the party because that's like the only place where they feel comfortable. Comfortable, but it's like. Yeah. When you go there, when you're confident and self-aware, like anytime I knew this very early on and especially looking back, like why I would never fuck with parties and like going to clubs all the time uh-huh. is because brothers, nothing productive. Like some people like going to parties and getting wasted and I like fucking building businesses and making and, and making fucking music and changing people's lives. That's what makes me happy. And I, you know, like that's I mean. Parties no, yeah, are not you're right. productive, bro. Like, parties, pretty much, what I've learned, especially, like, since, like, last, or even this year, there's only three reasons of why people go to parties. One is to get fucked up. Two, it's to try to fuck someone. Or three, it's both of those things. And that's yeah. the reason and why that, people go to parties. And, like, and I never, bro, like, accepted it in my head of, like, yo, this is, you know, this is the wave. Now, like, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I don't go to parties. Because, like, once every like six months i'll go because i'm just like fuck it let's have a good time with my friends i'm not there to go fuck on anybody i'm just there to have a great time with my friends but majority of the time i'm just in the studio and i'm here to make music that's like that's that's like yeah but that's also with an intent like and if it's someone's birthday or you want to go oh yeah exactly and have a good time like bro that's having a good time but that high school party shit and i was never with that and anytime i went to a party it was just like, bro, this is like whack. Like everyone's moving, everyone's moving with a uh, with an ultimate, like not an ultimatum, um, an ulterior motive. An ulterior motive, exactly. Everyone's like, let's go to the party. Literally, peer pressure. Like, let's go to the party. You're, you're not going to the party. You're whack. Like, oh, you yeah. come to the party, all oh, like whatever. And then the shit with like fucking uh, beer pong and da da da, all this stuff. And it's like, bro, nine times out of ten, bro, what are we doing with whack. our life? Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, what the like. I don't it's know. It's usually whack, bro, because the reason why, like, dudes go to the parties now, like, I remember, uh, this was last semester, there is this event on campus called Twerk Retreat. Now, from, from what, you, what I just said, you pretty much know what's going to happen. It's right. literally just a twerk fest. Every, every girl's throwing ass. So all the dudes, because they're horny, slum, like, like dogs type shit, they're just like, oh, I'm going to go with my boys and try to fuck on a girl. I, I I understand. All those people time, are hella insecure, bro. Yeah, they're hella bro. Insecure. They're hella insecure. Like what? Hold on, hold on. You want to go to look? I fucking posted something about Gary V the other day because he's like my biggest idol in the whole fucking world. Yeah, he's posting this shit because he's a public speaker. Because so many people look up to him now. This dude's asking him a question. He's like, "What am I doing wrong 
that everyone's successful. He's like a 20 year old. Uh-huh. He's like, he's like, you're not doing anything fucking wrong. They're just really good at lying and acting. He's like, you think people, he's like, you think people fucking flexing diamonds and money is like really happiness. He's like, that's fucking bullshit. He's like, you, and then literally he's like, uh, you want to know what I was doing at 26 when people were fucking coming to the ABC store to, to go to a party. I was the one loading alcohol and oh, picking yeah, it up yeah, and yeah, walking yeah. to their car. And I'm like, bro. And he was like, you would have thought one thing in that moment that they were the happy ones and they were the successful ones. And I was yeah. the one losing. And he's like, you got it <clears throat> fucked up. It was the other way around. And yeah, it's like, bro. that's the truth, bro. And that's perspective right there. People well, everyone... are mad insecure. Cause like when everyone, it's, it's a, it's a thing called the uh, FOMO fear yeah. of missing out. And I, I had a really bad case of that. Like really, really bad until this year. Like, cause I, cause I was still insecure, you know, I'm not even saying insecure, but I was still trying to figure myself out. You know what You I'm weren't saying? like as self-aware and grown as you yeah, are Yeah, yeah. So like. Once I, you get over that shit, bro, you go to a party, you're like, this is so whack, bro. We're not doing shit. Like, yeah, I'm we're trying not to leave. Shit. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the reason why I had FOMO was so bad was because like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say for instance, you're in the studio, right? You could be going at it, but like, you know, you're going to probably check your phone. And when you check your phone, if you go on social media, unfortunately, because it's it's a it's a behavior kind of thing. I'm still, <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to get like because I mean, everyone has this it. shit like sometimes, but the high school FOMO and like what a lot of people like they post on social media to get likes and comments. That's such insecurity, bro. That's just gonna destroy you. Like you're literally gonna start getting like fucked up. Like I had to take a break from social media oh, yeah, because I, I started posting for other people. Yeah. Now, bro, I'm such a fucking, not even to sound like an egotistic, like, I'm like a boss with the shit, bro. I post, I <clears> fuck <throat> with, like, a few people, if that, and then I dip. All I do is engage because, like, bro, I'm busy. I'm trying to have, I have huge dreams I'm trying to manifest. I really don't give a shit what you say. Like, literally, if you cover on my on my page and comment on my shit, and you're like, this music is trash, you should give up. First of all. You're insecure as shit if you think that I don't understand how this works, bro. If you come on my page, you have the time of your day to come on hate on me. I know who's really has, like, and it's not going to touch me, bro. It won't even hit my, my fucking exterior. Like, it's not even going to touch me, bro. I'll literally yeah. like the comment and be like, thank you. Have a nice day. No, I do that. that. That's, that's what I I've literally done. do that, bro. <laughs> I do that. I mean, I don't really get, like, hate comments, but, like, there'll be a few times when people will, like, I know when people don't like what I do and, like, They'll, they'll show it. I'm like, they, I'll, I'll say, like, thank you so much for, you know what I'm saying, giving me the encouragement. Because, like, bro. Exactly. Some dude actually, uh, he he pretty much asked me, he was like, do you want to be part of this podcast series? Um, and at the time, I didn't respond. This was last week. I was pretty much dog sick. Like, I lost my voice. Like, I, just, it, I was just really sick. And so I didn't respond for a few days. And so he responds back with his message saying, bet. And I was like, my bad, bro. Like, I... Uh, you know, I, I was sick during the week. I was busy. And I was right. busy, too. And he was like, nah, bro, just keep it. Like, you know, like, best of luck. And, and, my, and like, I just responded. I was like, sorry if I offended you, bro. Have a great, you know, great life. Because in my head, I was like, why are you getting so offended and entitled? Because I was busy with shit. So, like, back to what you were saying, like, it's like when people are insecure, they'll lash it out onto you. And when you, like, have that, that realization, that's what I'm saying, like, this year especially, I just realized, like, bro, all this shit is fuck shit. Like, it's not real. Like, anything 90, you see online, 90, it's not real. Bruh, 99% of the shit in life doesn't matter. Shouts out to Gary V. Half of my principles Facts. and values were manifested <laughs> from listening to him. Like, 
It's true. Like insecure people going relating all this back together. Mm-hmm. That the incidents of that dude being butthurt because you didn't respond. Insecure people, um, they do stuff with expectations. They do stuff expecting to receive something. That's not how you become happy. That's not how you run a business. That's not how you should do anything in life. Because you're it's just like negative. It's pessimistic, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's actually but, uh, really, really, really ha- true. Have you read have you read a book <laughs> called The Four Agreements? That's you know it's crazy. That book keeps popping up whenever I talk to people. They they keep telling me to read it and I really do want to read it. Bro, uh, read it. If if you even if you don't fucking read, I I like No, I just, read. Okay, then it's gonna be that you're gonna read it in a day because it's really short mm-hmm. and it's literally about four agreements. And one of them is like uh fuck, I can't even remember the agreements. One of them is it's it's be impeccable with your word. Um the other is like Fuck, there, there's literally four agreements, and they're all going to be applied to anyone successful in Happy's life. But something we no, just 100%. said. Oh, one of them. What, I, I, this wasn't a rule, but one of them, this blew my fucking mind because I understood how it worked. But when you like – it's like when you really understand something, and then you're in school, and they break down a theory, and you're like, oh, I fucking been doing that. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, this They're talking about negative people and insecure people. Uh, I think one of the rules is it's never about you. And it's basically talking about uh, mm. like not getting – it's like it's never about you or nothing's per- – I think it was nothing's personal. And the point I'm bringing is like negative people and the way people work is we emulate our feelings to other people. So like a lot of the times when we're congratulating other people or like if we just say some shit, we're like, yo, this is super dope. I'm having a great time. Like, thank you, da 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 like, you did a great job. A lot of times it has more about us because we're in a good mood than them. The same thing, like, if you're ever in a fight with someone and they just are just like, fuck you, like, you're the worst friend, like, all this, like, bullshit a lot, like, that, that's about them. It's because they're having a really shitty time. And, like, little things, like, where that dude you're saying was in your DM and he was like, whatever, like, I didn't want it to happen anyways. Bro, that's about him. That has nothing to do with you. Same thing if a, if a girl stops talking to you and ghosts you. It's it's nine times out of ten not about you. It's about them, and they have issues, and the shit wasn't working how they wanted, so they cut you off. Like it's it's people Bro, people I emulate so their much feelings. About that <laughs> <laughs> like, and once you learn that, bro, I'm telling you, this book will change your life. Definitely, if any of your friends have it, read it from them or just cop it. It's such a quick read, and it's a dope one for sure. Um, but yeah, bro, as soon as you learn that nothing's personal, like. And, and, and 99% of the shit doesn't matter. Like no one actually cares. It's not, it's, you become like so fucking confident and you can just like walk through shit and get out on the other side with a clear head every time. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on the wave of, of like, <clears throat> I wouldn't say necessarily building my self-confidence because I feel like now it's gotten to that point where I just, I don't give a fuck yeah. about anything anymore. Cause I, I, I took well, so many good. L's. Yeah. I took so many L's in terms of, my my music career in terms of girls in terms of like everything you know like it's just gotten to the point where like bro i don't give a fuck what you what you think of me yeah or what, what you're trying to impose on me i'm gonna still keep doing me like what i've learned that's how I'm, you be successful and happy bro like yeah what i've learned is that like when you just focus on the craft and not anything else just focus on the craft neither the good or the bad just focus on the craft things will always come together and that's what I, when you were talking about social media that's what I've been doing recently, and I've been fucking happy ever since. Like, what I do now, if I don't feel like posting, I don't feel like fucking posting. Yeah, I'm I do the same shit. Post. 
I try to post every day, but like, I'd rather, I try to post every day, but, um, some days where I just feel like shit and I don't have anything off the top of my head. Like, and I say that cause like now I post completely different a lot of, and this is majority of people's problem. They say it's hard to post on social media, but it's hard because you're second guessing yourself and posting to get the best engagement. Yeah, but the, exactly. but the way you win as a brand is you don't give a fuck about the algorithm and the people who win anyways are who post a bunch of shit that's unique and they post about their self. They post about all about their life, full transparency, and they just post consistently. It's documenting instead of creating because when you create, you try to censor yourself and try to have high production when that's going to take a while. It's going to take money, resources. But if you just document, like if you literally just film some shit every single day you're doing, it's easy as fuck to post. And you'll realize that that's the most important part of a brand. And people will hit you up on a post that literally was like you filming something for 30 seconds in the middle of the day that means nothing. And people will fuck with that post. Oh, yeah. 100% what I've learned is that when it just when it comes from the heart, bro, and you just post it without a care, like today, like I remember like yesterday, like because Instagram's algorithms are terrible. Yeah, the um, algorithms are crazy yeah, right now. But that's crazy. why you got to just post because that shit's crazy. Like, you yeah, just got to crazy. Fucking... So you just got to do it. Exactly. And so, like, I remember, like, I lost, like, 10 to 15 followers in, like, a day. And then, like, my profile visits went crazy down. And so, like, I was, like, I wasn't, like, oh, my God, I'm so, like, needy of it. But I was, like, yo, what the fuck just happened? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, it's, then, it's, it's hard, but the, all those analytics and bullshit don't really mean anything. I forgot. I forgot. I was, like, I'm in, like, a couple, like, uh programs or like have like mentors and shit for some things and i was listening i forgot but basically the dude was someone was uh this producer makes a lot of money was talking about how followers likes comments and uh, all this stuff is uh i forgot how he characterized it but he but he said the metric is basically um useless because the problem is you're you're the, the metrics, the analytics of how many likes, comments, followers uh, you have on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. The problem is even if everyone has post notifications on and all that shit, like you're still relying on an algorithm and you don't yeah. control that traffic. But when you have a fan base of a thousand friends in your local area, if you have a thousand emails, if you have a thousand phone numbers – you control that traffic and you can hit them up and they're going to receive the message you have every time. If you rely on, like I said, I don't remember what the metric is, but I'm sure this makes sense. Like you can't. So, so a lot of social media is like, that's why you have to pay for advertisements, bro. But like, yeah. if you have an email list, if you have like a hundred people, you can hit up on your phone. Your fucking conversions are going to be hundreds of crazy. times better. No, because crazy. that's since you I control website, that traffic, bro. You I decided to, yeah, exactly. I decided to like have an email uh, newsletter list. I haven't posted in like a week and a half or so, but um, like yeah, I have like fi- I have like fifteen contacts, and like that might not seem like a lot to people, but bro, fifteen people decided to click my fucking website and decided to subscribe to my kind of content, bro. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes because like it's a different kind of medium where I can do it. This and also the reason why, like I said, I wasn't posting. I'm like, if I don't feel like post, I'm not gonna post. It's because the internet is literally a place. It's a medium. It's a medium of ideas and thoughts con- conversed into photos, videos, and words. Fact. Right? And so when you are constantly reading shit and you're constantly looking at stuff, you start to 
to feed it and put it into your own brain. When what I've realized, bro, is that like if I just post something, whatever I'm thinking, right? Not like not even nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten. No, fuck that. Twenty times out of ten, it's gonna get the best engagement because it's just honesty. It like yeah. I'm my whole thing is transparency, and that's the reason why like I can tell some dudes hate me when it's like you can't really hate me bro i'm just being myself like you you yeah i mean because i'm just genuinely myself bro the everything i ever worked too hard on that i was posting for an algorithm or because it was supposed to perform the best perform the worst and then shit, yeah. it took me like 10 seconds and i posted gets the most like engagement but that's very very true i mean that's like that's what it is bro and that like what you mentioned about social media that you start feeding into it uh, I see that all the time all around me, bro. And as soon as you stop giving a fuck about social media, like I literally took a month away and now my posts are completely different. I like, don't, I literally don't give a fuck. I don't, I almost literally don't watch anyone's shit. People always like, if I'm talking to them, not always, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't watch people's shit really, bro, because yeah. I just don't like no one's life. If I'm so busy and doing all this shit, like I want to post to, let people know what's good and grow my brand and keep making music and shit. And if we're engaging, then I'm much more likely to check out your shit and turn post notifications on and look at your stuff every once in a while. But like, bro, you shouldn't, no one should post like each other. Like you can reference and benchmark a little, but a lot of people's music, a lot of people's brand and a lot of people's shit is the same because they're too addicted to social media, bro. They're like stuck in the cycle of like that. Everyone's posts look the same. People's music look the same. Record labels are signing the same cats because it's a formula that works. But when in reality, like if we're talking to music industry, the people who are going to stay around for the longest, rest in peace to Juice World, because I believe he would have been one of the biggest rappers for a long time, are people sure. like Juice World and people who push the norms. And fucking rest in peace to, to Mac Miller and even Nipsey Hussle, bro, because these are cats that were doing something completely R-R-P-X. original. They exactly, RIPX. Like the, all, the, all the people we just named, Fucking RIP peep even. These people were starting waves and being original to the point where when they passed away, at least for the earlier cats that had just started, like they created a whole wave that they probably had so many fucking haters. Now, so much of the game sounds just like them. Yeah. Because like there's there's 99% of these people are dick riders and the 1% of people that are completely unique have a competitive advantage and people are going to sleep on them. Like fucking Russ, bro. (coughs) People slept on Russ for like 10 years. Now... You don't hear about Russ getting hated on for shit. Anymore. Oh, no, no, not at all. At first, it was fuck everyone Ru- fucking loves Russ now. Yeah, everyone was like, fuck Russ. And I never understood that. I was like, why do they say fuck Russ? And then I, I understood it. It's similar to when they started saying fuck J. Cole. It's just for a marketing scheme. And I was yeah. like, all right, I get it. But at the same time, it's like the ones who are original and stuff, like people are going to hate on it. People are going to sleep on it. Like, I know for me, like, my music isn't like, how others sound like like my shit it, for me it sounds hella spiritual now like my the project that drops on friday bro it's it's hella spiritual like honestly what what i what i really check want, that out for no, sure bro you i'm spamming everyone <laughs> let's get it <laughs> let's go everyone. like trust me hey if you're listening to the podcast i'm about to send them all my contacts you're getting spammed <laughs> <laughs> no but literally like my whole thing of it i mean i was probably gonna post it tonight too i was like listen just as a reminder do not listen to Rebirth, which is the, the title, the, the project, if you're not willing to change. Don't listen to it just because you're my friend. Don't listen to it just because you want, you know, you want to fake support. No, nah, bro. If, if you want to change, 
listen to it. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't want your energy around me because I've changed my state of mind of being like, my music is more than just lyrics and a beat, bro. It's my soul speaking to you. And I want you to be like in the mindset of like opening your mind. I want you to be in that state of mind where you're allowing shit to come in. Don't just listen to it on a whim. Like listen to it when you when you want Facts. to. That's that's all that's all I feel. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I look forward to hearing that, bro. I mean, if you're comfortable with your music and you like it, that's all that matters. And exactly, fucking, bro. if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. I constantly see successful entrepreneurs say this: if you do not have haters, you're doing something wrong, bro. Because if people, I this is so funny. I'm saying this because I watched this on a random podcast. I don't know the name of anyone who was the podcast was or anything for like ten minutes the other day, and they the same thing mm-hmm. came up. People enjoy the comf- the comfortability of being able to say, oh, I like that person. When in reality, they like that person because three of their friends like that person. And mm. I'm going to be completely honest, bro. There's a period in my time where I was listening to Russ and liking Russ. And I was like, I like this dude. Before the mainstream Russ hate came along. And I wasn't like, I don't fuck with Russ. But I know I wasn't as public as I like Russ at that point. Okay. Because it's it's powerful, and this was in a time where I was like not as confident and, and didn't give a fuck anymore, but or didn't. I was like less confident. That's the best way to say it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's true, bro. People like the comfortability of saying I like that person after five of their friends like that person. They don't. Wanna, no, yeah, yeah. They, they don't, don't want to be the first, first person. But so, like, bro, as long as you're comfortable and you like your music, you're good. Because just like music, music business, all this shit, like everyone does something for a target audience that can relate to them, like target market, real business shit. This is with yeah. anything in life, bro. Not everyone. When, when you me- put your values on there, bro, people, like I said, people will resonate with it. With, right. like, with, with the haters thing, man, like since I, since I fucking started making music, bro, like dudes, like I'm not going to say my first project, oh, I had haters because my music genuinely sucked and people told me like to my face. So I was like, all right, you're not hating. You're just being honest. You know, there's a difference. Right. But I remember like when I was getting a, like a little bit of buzz, back in my hometown, like, people were hating on me. Like, they were sneak dissing me on their songs or, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, trying to, like, show shit of, like, oh, he's not shit. They were literally just, like, emulating that they're being a pussy and they're not even happy. They're exactly. like, your shit sucks, bro. Like, go I fucking remember, stop uh, making music. And literally, you, that's what I'm saying. Those people, like, you're doing the right thing. You, yeah, if yeah. you don't have those people, then you're not, you're not doing enough. I remember, uh, I think it was, like, 17 or some shit. I was on live and I remember I like, it was like three days before a performance I had. And I remember this performance, it was on March 8th. Uh, and like, it was one of my best performances ever. And this was like, a, it was, I don't know, it was a great time. And so like beforehand, I started getting hate, bro. Like from random accounts, like 10, <laughs> 10 accounts type shit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? It didn't phase me. I was just confused. Right. And so um, I remember I had a live and my live went, it was like my normal, like average viewers, Will be like from like five to ten. Even now, like five to ten people will yo, watch. And I'm, yo, and I'm like, up. that's. All right, yo, I'm back. You yeah. said you were, you were talking about haters and like some yeah, some yeah. Hate so shit. I, I was on live and like my shit went from like five viewers to like twenty five, and like it was just a bunch of like people just like hating. They're like, oh, you suck. Your music <laughs> sucks. I was like, what the hell is going on? Right. <laughs> And they're like, we're going to pull up on your show. We're going to pull up on you. I was like, all right, bet. Pull up. None of them pulled up. So at the end of my set, I called them all out. I was like, and for the dudes who were being pussy and, and wanted to like try to test me, 
I'm right here. What's good? And I, I literally dropped the mic and I just walked off. Cause I, and after that, I just addressed it. Cause like, I, I know, I know people still sneak diss me and stuff. And like, it's definitely happened a lot more recently too. But like, because I'm just me, I'm being myself. And like, my music is completely different. Like, people are gonna hate to it. And I'm like, that's fine, bro. Like, I get it. Like, I'm yeah, not mad I mean, about it. Some people even go as far as to be like, the haters like fuel me and da da da. I'm kind of like, I've always never even been past that. Like haters don't even fuel me, but I like haters because I know what I'm doing is right. And like, as not even as humble as I am, but just me being the person that I am like, bro, when I'm successful and happy and doing music full time, I'm not going to look at haters or like shit on people that hit me up that are like, that were like my childhood friends that didn't support. And like, now they want to fuck with me and act like, I'm not going to be like, nah, fuck you. Like, I'm just going to be like, you know, also humble shit like, bro, where you're not my mans and you literally, it's, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like hit up someone else. I'm not going to hate on you, but like, I, I don't give a fuck about haters right now. I appreciate them, but I also don't give a fuck about haters that try to be my friends when I'm up there. Like I still oh, don't yeah, give a fuck yeah. about them. I'll like, still appreciate them. I'll be like, yo, nice try, buddy. Like, <laughs> no, you know, I'll, like, I'll always appreciate people who like, who doubted me and stuff. And like, but I just know what I've learned is just to like kind of like separate myself in terms of just like not letting them in my circle. Like I can tell when someone like, like, like what I've just learned, I remember I made a TikTok about this and I fucking love TikTok. It's fo- It's so amazing. It's fun. But what I've learned is TikTok that like, TikTok is an addicting app, bro. You gotta be careful, you gotta be with careful that bro. Shit. TikTok is so addicting, bro. High key. You'll like go to post something and then swipe down to see what's trending. And it's going crazy. And it'll be like an hour later and you're like learning a fucking dance at your crib or something. Yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> but I remember I made a TikTok and it was like, um, I was like, and I was pretty much like, it was like showing like a thread message of me, uh, me and my crush. I'm like, hey, do you want to hang out? And she just reads the message. And I'm like, I get frustrated. And then I start focusing on myself, like blowing up. And then she texts me back like two months later, like, hey, what's up, big head? And I'm just like, I was like, little bitch, shut the fuck up. And that's my attitude towards girls that do that attitude towards anyone who does that. Because like, it's that fucking gold digger shit. Gold digger shit, but also they, they want to, they like seeing your success. So every time I've dropped a song, what I've noticed, every time I drop a song, there's always some kind of person. It doesn't have to be a girl, but just some kind of person will always try to like, latch on to me in some kind of way. So I, I already have this big, it's crazy because 222 just popped up and I've been seeing that spiritual number like crazy. Um, but every, I know when I drop this project, bro, something is going to change. I'm not saying, oh, my number is going to go crazy. I, I don't know. I just know that the impact I'm going to have is going to be crazy. Yeah, and when that happens, significant. Keep, yeah, it's going to be significant and people are going to latch on to it. Yeah, bro. That's what's up. Fucking shit. Yo, I gotta ask you, if mm. I were to, if I were to ask you, because I really haven't listened to too much of your music, um, mm-hmm. how, uh, if if I gave you three words, in three words, how would you describe your music? Mm. Uh, transcending, um, motivating, and loving. Mm. I feel like since uh, 
since I like that's fire. That's fire, bro. No, yeah, that's, I, that's I, fucking I, fire. <laughs> yes, I, you. That was the right answer. Yeah, I, I wanted to put myself in that category because I really feel like when you listen to my music, it's it's gonna be different. Like I know a lot of cats say that they always say like my music's different, bro. My music's different. And, like I get it. Everyone wants to be unique, but like how unique. Some in terms people of your say sound. that. Some people say that from a, a standpoint. Some people say that from an emotional. Uh, yeah, yeah, mentality. Definitely. They always and say like you're oh, I'm saying that bro. you're saying that as like almost like a statement, like you know, because you are like different, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like real shit. It's real shit. Like I feel and I know that I'm different because the one, the production of my music always gets better, so you see the progress of that. Two, the amount of transparency I have with my music and also me as a person, it's crazy. Like a lot of a lot of cats, um, you know, they they try to hide from shit. And they don't really tell the world what's going on. That's why I me, fuck with Juice World so hard. Yeah, because Juice World was very honest, and and X too. Like they're just very upfront and honest about shit. So yeah, like X was like that. That's why I didn't even like X at first, but I always respected him. But that, then yeah. I, I listen to X's shit all the time now. Like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah definitely. As a person, um, just like the, the, those, there's some cats like in the hip hop shit within the past few years that definitely X. Uh, I mean, even Mac Miller, like he was one of the first people in hip hop to, instead of being, I mean, like Eminem had shit too, but like Mac Miller would always talk about like depression in really creative metaphorical ways and like how he would turn to drugs and like, instead of always, you know, and like X would talk about like problems and issues and juice would talk about fucking girl problems. That's how he popped off. And like putting yourself in it's, it's a humbling experience. Hip hop doesn't always have to be like. I'm the fucking shit. Like I'm the plug. I got a two, two, three, and a rifle. Like they're to pull up on me. Like, but yeah, that's cool if that's the truth. But it's humbling when you listen and you actually hear the truth. You know, like everyone exactly. has problems. We have, so that shit's hard. Yeah. No, yeah. So like when with my music, I feel like it's it's transparent. And me as a person, like I I can I can tell like initially when I like try to. When I was like forming my image and forming who I am, is I don't want to say image because I feel like image is like a character. I'm not playing a character. It's just me who I am. But when I was trying to form myself as a person, a lot of people were like iffy on like, is he being honest? Is he being truthful? It's like, right? the, yeah. But like now, because people see me in real life, they're like, yo, he's exactly how he is online. Like he's yeah, it's like, like, like a real... there's no difference. Like he's exactly how he's how he's portraying himself it's the same shit for me I, I you see me on instagram you're like shut the fuck up you see me in person you're like bro you talk so much and i'm like <laughs> yeah bitch you thought this shit was bro i literally had people hit me up and be like i literally had people hit me up and be like why are you doing stories where you're just talking 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 bro literally suck my dick i have people hit me up and be like thank you so much people i didn't even know follow me hit me up or like random yeah. people that are fucking kind of big and they hit me up and like, bro, thank you. Like, you're the best. This helped me out today. Yeah, bro, I, if I've, I had, had, I've had a few people who are, like, bigger than me, like, hit me up about the shit. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, so, like, if I had 100 people say I suck and one person hit me up and said they like it, I'd keep going. And mm. even if I had no one say they like it, because I know, like, that's just transparency and being genuine, you know? No, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I guess with th- those terms that I've said, it's because, like, every time you listen to my songs, like, because the way I mess around with the reverb and stuff, like, I know, like, a lot of engineers are like, you don't add too much reverb. And then here I am cranking the fuck out of it because I'm just like, I love doing that shit. If it's used right, it can, like I said, it can create an effect where, like, you feel like 
you're you're in a different state of mind. Like when I made the song Life of the Party, um, near the ending of it, I was like, uh, you do exactly what I like. And in the background, it's like a whoa. And then it's just like it, it blends and it makes this different kind of like not vibration, but this like this thing that goes off in your head that makes you have a different receptor in terms of your feelings. Right, right, right. You understand right. what I'm talking about? So like the weekend did a really good job with that, like in the trilogy. It's like, t- that's how music is, bro. All like tones and melodies and all this shit is like associated. That's the whole thing with major and minor uh, scales. Like major scales are like clear and they're usually associated with happy shit. And minor scales are usually like, they have a sort of tension built up between the keys and the chords. And they're usually associated with darker, more like, depressed sort of like eerie vibes so it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. like when you do tones and the way you mix and all this shit like they're gonna they're gonna portray and and the audience listening to that creation is gonna perceive the emotions the way that, that it's created and how they hear it. it's gonna you know they're gonna associate it with certain emotions and shit exactly and that's why i feel like i i put myself in those terms because i i i'm not what did you say I'm, you said transcending i said transcending it? loving and then uh fuck was it i'm not sure if it was pos- i'm not sure if it was positive or if it was like uh no nah, it wasn't positive mm-mm. transcending loving uh motivational oh motivational all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz like every time in my song like i talk about that's what like I fucking go through. do you listen to chance the rapper i love chance yeah it sounds like you have some chance <laughs> like that motivational shit and that raw shit is like chance too but you know yeah. like childish gambino too yeah, it's just, just being completely honest about shit. It opens people up. Remember, like, just me, like, talking about shit. Like, I remember, I forgot when it was, but I remember I was, uh, I tweeted something. And then people, like, at least three people DM me. They're like, yo, bro, like, I feel the exact same way. And I'll have a deep conversation with a potential supporter. And, like, they'll notice, like, oh, he's not just the person who, like, gets clout and, like, leaves. Like he right. actually talks to his, his, his I'm, not, I'm not saying fans because I feel like fans is like it's a, a different status. Like you're a superstar because I'm not a fucking superstar. I never will be. <clears throat> I'm just me. So right. like for them, it's like, oh, you're like my family now because we're talking on the same kind of page right now and you understand it. And right. so like for me, that's just how it is. And I just talk to them simply. And they're like, it, it's similar to like J. Cole. Like I think the reason why J. Cole is seen as so like cool and also seen as like, like so respected it's because he doesn't put himself on a pedestal. He's just, he's just like, this is who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go through the same shit you go through. And if someone stops him and talks to him, he has a genuine conversation. He's not going to bullshit you. He's going to talk to you. Yep. 100%. Definitely. <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> yo, my bad. Uh, my, my homie from work called me. It's all um, shit happens. But yeah, let's just get off this one question. So, uh, what's your favorite part of collaboration? Mm, I guess the favorite part of collaboration <laughs> collaboration is just the uh, just seeing what what can happen when two minds just like go in the same wave and just have some crazy ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like facts. I remember like working with Pally. Like we just had ideas bouncing off the wall. Or we're just like, and we never imagined like that would even happen. Or even like um, some other people I've collabed with, like we'll just be sitting there and like we actually like plan it out. And we're just like, yo, like we didn't think this song was even going to come out how it was, but it just did. And um, seeing stuff like that happen is just really, really cool. Because it's always nice seeing two worlds come together as one. 
into like just one. Yeah, that's you've put it pretty much spot on. It's like go. It's like entering. It's like opening your world to someone else or in, entering someone else's world. Exactly. And it's two different artists with completely different influences and styles just working together, and some like organic, crazy creation and inspiration happens. Exactly. Like it's just different. It's a different kind of energy that that comes out of it, and it's just it's always nice to hear. Like, um, I remember I was listening to, I don't know why, but I was, I was really like listening to T-Pain a lot. And I remember the song, uh, five o'clock in the morning and it was like T-Pain, Wiz Khalifa and that one girl. But like, mind you, I would never consider them in a song ever, but it came out so well. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Facts. And, and it's good for networking too. You just like keep building, building your circle and your network up. 100% bro. It's just um, crazy. Yeah, exactly, bro. Yo, do you get more love locally or online? Uh, online, definitely. There's people in like New York. For some reason, Illinois is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Illinois, uh, New York, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Cali. Um, those are just a few spots. But like those places always give me love. And like people online I've never met, you know what I'm saying, will always share my stuff. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, the locals, will, you know, they, they never love me. Because, you know, some of them do. I'm not saying all of them do, but, you know, some of them do. Um, and the ones that do, I always appreciate them. And I always, like, tell them in their face, like, thank you, like, you know, for, like, like listening and, like, believing in my vision. Right. Yeah, yeah I feel like most people get love online a lot. Oh, yeah. Do you think, do you think, uh, you think artists should be competitive Um and then competitive with people in a friendly competition or like a fuck you, I'm not going to work with you competition? No, friendly competition. I think it's, uh, that's actually healthy. Like me and Pally had that pretty much because like every time I came to his studio, he would always show me shit. I'm like, God damn. Like, <laughs> like it makes me want to make something, you know what I'm saying? But right. it's, never, it's never like a, oh, I, I don't like you. I'm never going to collaborate with you because it's like, why would you, you want to think that way? When you know what I'm saying, this person has really good potential with what you want to do. Like, why don't you just learn from them? And yeah. so it's just Friend- stuff like that. Friendly competition pushes each other though. And like y'all both raise your chances of winning if you work with each other too. So Exactly. So it's like why why try to be solo dolo when you can just work with somebody? Pessimism is a hell of a drug. <laughs> high key. Very high should, key. Should uh this is this is a, another really good one. What should artists should underground artists charge each other for uh, features? Oh, that's, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Um... Like, obviously, clout play, like, obviously, clout plays, like, if you're big clout or whatever, but, you know, if, like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm, that's hard. Because um... I, think, I think if it's, like, your friend, I, I don't really think it matters how big they are unless they're, like, on tour. If you have no time and you're busy as shit and you're making money, then it makes sense to charge because then you're like doing someone a favor. But I feel like even yeah. if you have pretty much clout, but you just want to create, like you should create with anyone you fuck with. That's my opinion. I, I respect that opinion. I'll say this. Uh, sometimes people will come out of like the windworks and just immediately ask for. A f- oh, well, that's like, different, bro. Yeah. That's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Cause you if probably someone... have people hit DM you and be like, let's work. And I have people in person who are like, yo, I fuck with your beats. Like, and they see me going hard. They're like, Yo, if you ever want to work, da, 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 and I'm like, how long you been producing? They're like two months, and their shit's trash. It's like, bro, if you don't work yeah. as hard as me, what? There has to be a value exchange, like either. So it, the it thing has is, to be equivalent exchange. Like, let's say, for instance, like you and I, 
right? Or like anyone. I mean, obviously, you probably charge for your instrumentals, whatever it is. But, but like, I that's give un- people free beats like all the time. But I'm not going to yeah. give you free beats for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. But like because I feel like we're on the same caliber of just like working hard. Yeah. It's not, it's not like me, you know, oh, can I, can I get a free beat? You yeah, know bro. If it's you, not like that at all. <laughs> If you are fucking hard and you work hard and you're dope, you're not going around DMing anyone, bro. People are probably oh, yeah, going to yeah. DM you offering you free shit because they want to oh, work yeah. with you. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah. No, and I feel like – and then if you're uh, – because I personally have paid like – I paid for only a few collabs, but I paid with one – I did a collab with one dude, um, Concept P. Shout out to Concept P. He's the producer that broke like 6 9 He's the first person to produce like oh, Gummo. Bro. And he has placements with like T Grizzly and Meg Thee Stallion, hella people now. I've paid him that's for collabs before, and that's like, bro, because first he's probably doing it like ten years, but also he has a network that I don't have. So the oh, value yeah, he has a bigger network. The value that I'm giving him is money because I can't offer the other. The other stuff is not valuable to him. So I feel like that makes sense, but there has to be a value exchange for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've had. I'm not saying like my DMs are flooded, you know, or anything like that. But every once in a while, someone will hit me up and be like. Yo, I want to work with you. Uh, you know, let's work, right? I never liked the the term "let's work" because that's it's like the mo- wackish. That's like yeah, some it's the wackish shit. Self-reflecting shit. Like, I want to make music with you in parentheses. Like, let me get a fucking beat, or let me. That's like what they're saying. Yeah, essentially. yeah. Just like, just just be be direct. Like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's work. Like, what what do you mean by that? You know. So Facts. when 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 someone comes out like that, then yeah, I'm gonna charge them. Uh, I've definitely upped my price. So before it was like twenty five. Now it's at fifty. Um, I feel like that's a reasonable price because, like, I'm not a crate. I'm not crazy high, high status or anything. But I, I have. But it's some like if of, you you don't want to work with someone who's whack unless they're paying you because you don't have time. Exactly, I don't have time for that. So it's like, oh, you know. Yeah, I'll, I literally I'll, was just about to ask you. I literally was just about to ask you what's your opinion on collaborating with others that aren't nearly as far as you or or like. No, nah, you, you know? got to pay me. Exactly, <laughs> you got to pay me. Like, like. Sometimes I'll listen to people like songs like "Don't Fuck with My Shit." I was like, "All right, let me listen to it." That's I like listen the, to it, bro. This and like, is like so the spammy. mixing. One, the mixing is terrible, and then two, just the flow, uh, and it just makes me cringe. I'm just like immediately, I'm like, "Bro, it's fifty for a feature," and they're like, "All right, I'll get back to you." Never hear from them again. I was like, "All right, bro." <laughs> it's, it, it's different for me at least because like I've I work with some producers around the area like who. Uh, aren't as experienced or haven't been doing it as long as me. And like, it's very obvious that I'm more comfortable and like, they might be making more shit than me now, but I've been doing it so long that like, I'm ahead of them essentially in my journey. But like, mm-hmm. if you work hard and you're dope and I fuck with you, I don't care. Like I still want to work with you and whether or not it's going to be something I put out, like I, you know, I'm always down to work, but if you just, you know, like don't work and yo, let's work, bro. And my DMS are some random, like, dude, fuck you. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's wow. true, bro. We're definitely on the same page with that one. But, uh, and I was just about to ask, ha- have people spammed you, but we're already having talking about fucking DMs, like spam, the, the spam marketing of that's every yeah, artist experience. Have people spam me with links, bro, all the fucking time. Like, I, Facts. I, I, literally, like, on Twitter, especially on Twitter. It's a lot more it's, frequent on Twitter than on Instagram. But on Twitter, when someone just sends me the link, I'll literally respond back. I was like, just because you sent me a link and you didn't even try to have a conversation with me, I'm going to ignore this. And I tell them that straight up. And then some of them, you know, they're like, I just, oh, a lot of people, that, most of the people that spam me, because you know how the DMs have like two sections now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I like just delete them. Because <laughs> it's like, bro, don't don't spam me with shit. It's funny this came up because like pretty much all the rest of the questions I was about to ask you is like, have people spammed you? DM. I literally have here DM'd you like, let's make music question mark. <laughs> we literally yes. just said that shit. Bro. Yes, most definitely they, they do that. Facts. And people will spam me links. I remember this dude from high. I'm, this is it was so funny because it was like it was kind of like a whole like three uh, circle of life kind of thing. So this dude from high school, like he didn't necessarily like bully me, but he he did he did make fun of me a lot. Like I was a nerd back in high school, but like regardless, like this man made fun of me and shit. And then he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, what's good with this music shit?" I was like, "What the fuck do you mean? What's good?" <laughs> that shit, is, right? brother. Yeah, there's multiple people like in my high school that are like random people that just hit you now. They're like, "Let's make music, bro." I'm about to like, can I come through your studio? It's like, no, you can't come through my shit. Like, well, I mean, you can come through, but there, there's a you know, there's a price. <laughs> exactly <laughs> now i won't even if you're whack you're not gonna come through like and if it's business you're coming through with a price oh yeah yeah, yeah. definitely definitely you're not about to come through but, for free hell no yeah we're like 100 percent on the same page as that so yeah. pretty much the fucking last thing i was gonna say is this is like a general statement i saying about collaboration um mm-hmm. i believe collaboration is valuable and brings opportunity to not only make a hit but also to build your network yes but in order to collaborate i have to respect you Value has to be given mutually, and I have to be interested. Um, you know, vice versa, they have to be interested, respect me, and and providing value. Do Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's that's the reason why I don't always collaborate with people. Like people will always, like I said, like people always ask me, "Oh, why don't like?" I remember, like I was in uh, my home homeland, like most my family's from, um, and so literally, like I was talking to like my sister and like even my mom. And they'd be, like, suggesting so many people, like, oh, why don't you work with this person? Why don't you work with this person? I'm like, bro, they suck. Like, (laughs) stop telling me this. Like, my number one pet peeve is when someone tries to, like, recommend me somebody or that I already know or, like, try to suggest shit in terms of, like, like, oh, you should make music like this. I was like, well, you should go shut the fuck up. You should go. You should go listen to that fucking music instead of talking to me. Like, yeah, like, like stop. Do I hate when people do like obviously like constructive criticism. That's different. Like I'm gonna listen to that because I want to get better. But like I'm not about to fucking listen to you if you just try to give me, you know. Oh, you, you should do this. You should do that. No, like it's that bro. That entitlement shit has yeah, got to go. Bro, like just stop. Like I'm not collabing with this person because they fucking suck. They sound the same. There's no substance in there. I don't care if you have. The most clout. I don't care if you have more clout than six nine. I don't care. You suck. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Like just. I mean, just even facts. like, even like, I guess at one point, like artists do do marketing, like ploys in a in a fucking marketing strategy. Like sometimes these artists on the up and coming collab with the artists that they don't actually listen to their music, but because it's like a good marketing thing. But then if oh, yeah, you yeah. ask them, or like in reality, like that's not even about the music, but like especially for underground artists like you and me, like. Why would we fucking collab with some shit that we don't relate to? Like, bro. Yeah. Like, if a, if a gangster rapper who, who, you know, who's big as fuck try to collab with me, I'm like, bro, I don't even know how that's going to work. Like, we're on two different worlds. I mean, if we talked about the same shit in terms of, like, a value, I can understand that. But I mean, if, if they me hit you it, up, if they hit you up, though, and they had numbers, like, there'd probably be some respect that would have been, like, because oh, yeah, if they yeah, hit yeah. you up, you know, but... No, nah, yeah, that shit is a uh, collaboration is like a fucking puzzle, and like sometimes people come at me, come at me with like a circle or a triangle, and I'm like, bro, you don't fit in the driveway. Like you're, not, <laughs> it's not gonna work, dog. It's not gonna work, bro. 
pretty much, bro. All right, last thing. What has collaboration done for you in the music industry so far? Uh, it's just kind of widened my circle of connections pretty much. And collaboration doesn't mean I have to make a song with them, but collaboration in terms of just like me talking to somebody, yep. changing ideas, because that's collabing with. And like bro, they might yeah. recommend me to someone else, and this person might connect me with this other person. So it just keeps widening my circle like every single day. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes the most random motherfucker, like in your class, will be like his brother's like the manager at like a record. Exa- like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like shit, um, really happens, bro. No, like, it, it's crazy. Like it, I remember there was like uh, apparently I didn't know about this until like this year, but um, what is it? In terms of like my family connections, so my knows a friend, not like the closest of friends, but she has a friend, and she is the mother of uh what what's the producer name for j cole ib ib whatever his name is no idea uh but like one of j cole's producers yeah one, one of j cole's producers and like she knows them and i that's was like wild. i was like oh shit that's, that's mad cool but I, I my sister was like you should go ask them to do that. And i was like that's not the way you do it <laughs> yeah that's not the way you do it. like it's cool that i know that's that that that, that right there <laughs> is the equivalent to people spamming us and dming us like exactly. let's work that's a, like no bro, bro no one it never works like that like i'm i'm gonna wait until the universe connects me with that person like and we'll, yeah. we'll chop it up and then leave it at that, like that yeah because if it. you chop it up like that's like yeah, if you chop it up with a person and they fuck with you and you hang out, like you might even fucking hang out like three times before you make music, but you got to let it happen organically because that's how exactly. greatness happens. Exactly, bro. Yeah, that's fucking how I met this engineer who's been doing it for 25 years. I literally linked with an artist I met at a BeatStars event, and he's like, yo, come through here recording a whole EP on all my beats, and I pull up, and dude's sitting in a chair engineering, been doing it for 25 years. That's because I collaborated and fucked with someone and... and you know, added someone to the circle I fuck with. And now I have, I know someone who's a fucking, like, literally a master engineer, you know? Exactly, bro. Exactly. It's crazy. But yeah, bro, we're like on the same level for collaboration. Um, but yeah, I mean, that pretty much fucking sums up the podcast, bro. Thank you, ASK, for hopping on the podcast. I, I appreciate um, I appreciate you hopping on and giving me your time. I think there was a lot, a lot of dope insight and gems dropped on this one. Uh, we definitely, definitely got a little carried away, but we quickly knocked <laughs> out. We, we, I, I got all the collaboration stuff I, I needed. I just wanted to like shed some light on that because it's just collaboration is cool, man. And, and we, we should make music together. And then uh, we'll fucking make some shit too. Pick out like a, a beat or something you like, and I'll just I'll send it to you from my website. But um, I'm gonna check out your website tonight because literally I'm gonna finish up life of the party. Like I was reviewing it back, and I'm like, oh, I could change this. I could change that. So I'm gonna like finalize it, finalize it, and then after that, I'm gonna check out your your like beat stars page and just see like what what For we sure. can work on. I have like all types of vibes. Like my my best customer, but I don't want to call him that because he's like one of the first artists I work with. Uh, shouts out to Evian. That's the boy right there. That's the homie. He goes hard. I fuck with him hard. Um, yeah. Like he told me that I have like a very diverse like. I just, like, make whatever. So I have all types of shit, bro. Just go through my shit. I'm, I'm sure you'll find some stuff you like. Um, yeah, I got you. But uh, so tell the people, like, what's next, what, what to uh, look out for. Like, what do you have going this year? So I have a project dropping March 6th called Rebirth. Like I said, if you are willing to change and you're willing to open your mind and listen to it, it's all about um, 
my awakening as a person. That, that's how I feel it is. Uh, I have a lot more songs in the works, especially for the summer. Um, yeah, I, I just I just like making stuff. Not even just music, but just, just stuff of talking. That's a vibe, bro. I like it. I like it. And uh, yeah, tell them, uh, tell the people where we can find you. Like, where can they follow you? And uh... you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at King K I N G Kalafala K H A L A F A L L A, and that's also what my website name. You can look that up. You can find all information over there. And uh, yeah, perfect, bro. Yo, thank you again for. Uh hopping on the podcast ask i really appreciate it. i think uh of course thank you Jay. i think it was a good one you. yeah anytime bro and then uh if anyone needs fucking beats i'm about to make a code right now and it's literally <laughs> the code is ask and i'm gonna run it for a week so you're gonna get 10 percent off if you drop ask in there jreadsknocking.com this is jreads talking episode three with ask and uh it's been a pleasure bro all right see you later bro all right man take care all right. Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Jay Reed, aka Jay Reed's Knocking, and I'm back at it again with episode four of Jay Reed's Talking. So, this episode is going to be a little different than the other ones. I don't have a guest with me. This is really, really um, abrupt and spur of the moment. I literally was just watching someone on Instagram and I was like, dog, I got to make a podcast episode. So, episode four is going to be a little shorter. But I really wanted to tune in and talk to some of you guys because I know it's really weird right now. Um, Everyone in the world is going through something we've never gone before. This coronavirus or the COVID-19 is a little sketchy, scary. It's definitely got a lot of people worrying. Um, But before we even get started, I just want to say that I think we're going to do best as a society if we stay away from people as much as possible. You know, quarantine ourselves, be smart, wash your hands a little more than usual. Um, Keep things clean with the Lysol wipes. Be more prepared. Save your money. Don't waste your money right now. And, um, you know, if you do have to go out, make sure it's more of a necessity. And it's hard. I'm even still um, struggling with this a little. I just came from uh, another piano lesson this week. And I was uh, at the chiropractor earlier this week. But, you know, it's difficult. But if uh, it'd be ideal for us as a society if we don't. Uh, spike this pandemic and make it, uh, you know, spread somewhere too big and and, and towards a large crowd of people and uh, make it go fast. But with that being said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just stay safe. Use your brain. But this week's episode of Jay Reads Talking is going to be on haters. And the reason I'm talking about this specifically is because I actually got one of my favorite hate comments I've ever gotten in my whole life. And it literally made my day the other day. Um, but it just, uh, I didn't even relook at it before I came on here. Cause I, I'm pretty sh- I still, actually, I still remember exactly what the dude said. So, um, I'm not going to do an intro with music or anything. This is going to be kind of a special episode. Just wanted to kind of get on here and unite some of my people and uh, make sure you guys are doing good, uh, while spreading a positive message. So haters, man, haters. Look, here's the deal before we even really jump into it and get started. If you don't have haters, I don't know how big you are. I'm pretty tiny in the ecosystem. In fact, I'm like an ant. Um, I'm like I'm like a drop of water in a sea as far as a producer and where I am in the music industry, where I am as a successful entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, just, just barely getting started. I consider myself to like not even started. Maybe that's too spiritual, metaphorical, or, or trippy, whatever you want to call it. But I really haven't even started, man. I'm so, I'm a little droplet in, in the sea. 
Um, but with that being said, I still get some hate comments, you know, like I still get some shit on YouTube randomly, but more so on Instagram where I, I post the much and I get the most engagement and really I've got a hang of the platform the most. So I naturally get the most hate comments on there. Every once in a while, not too often. Um, and then every once in a while, it'll be like really bad. This wasn't crazy, but some dude commented on my post. I posted a beat I made the other day that I really liked. And I'll be honest, I rushed to put it up there on Instagram and made a little beat video to it. Uh, the mix is absolutely terrible for Instagram. There's like no low end. Like I straight, I straight, um, like high passed it too hard and there's no low end on the piano. So it sounds kind of shitty when it first starts, but, uh, the beat is without a doubt a banger. I really like the beat. I need to go ahead and mix that and put it up there. But that's besides the point. So some dude commented on the post. And uh, and the post was doing really well. Like everyone seemed to like the beat. Um, and I cooked it up live on Instagram. A lot of people were, were definitely digging the beat. So um, I don't I think this is the next day I want to say. When I'm just you know doing my thing. Producing. Keeping it productive and positive um, during my quarantine time. And some dude comments on the post and he says, um, let me see if I can go look at, let me see if I can look at a comment right now. Um, hopefully you didn't hear what I just, uh, posted like on, on Instagram, not posted, but, um, I'm looking, I think I'm going to, I think I can see the comment right here. Um, I specifically remember because I, I, uh. Well, here's another one. This dude says, get different visuals next time, LOL, but track dope. I just said, thank you, comma, I appreciate it, put an explanation point in the heart. Bro, you don't have to acknowledge anything negative, but that's not even a hate comment. That's just like, whatever. Did this dude delete his comment? Nah, bro. If he did, it's cool because I remember exactly what he says. Dude literally deleted his comment. Damn. Um... Yeah, bro, a lot of people I don't even follow are hitting me up on this thing and, and liking this post or this beat a lot. So let me see if I have the exact picture. Um, but basically, let me see, let me see. I'm sorry, guys, be patient with me. I think I might still have the exact comment uh, or I deleted it because it's like doesn't really matter. Okay, so this is what he said. Dude said... Uh, I'm sorry, bro. So to the, to the beat video I made, I like the beat. Like majority of people really like the beat. This is what this dude commented within like 24 hours of me publishing, posting the video. Um, quote unquote, this is what, whatever his name is. He said, I'm sorry, bro, but this is some copy and paste bullshit. Uh, work on your craft more before you waste any more money on promo. And a few words, give or take, but that's literally what he said. And yes, I was promo in the post because uh, I thought it would do pretty well and it ended up doing pretty well. Um, but like when I saw that, bro, I just, I couldn't help but laugh like hardcore. Um, and you know, you're getting hate. You don't want to respond emotionally. And uh, you, you want to be the bigger, you want to be the man and be the bigger person. Um, luckily, um, thank God I'm at a point in my life where I understand where haters are coming from. Um, I know that it's an insecure and a dark place and, and they're really just, um, you know, pushing something they're going through off of me. He might not have liked the beat very much, but first of all, bruh, whenever someone says, starts a sentence saying, yo, I'm sorry, or yo, I'm sorry, or, um... 
not to be a dick, not to be mean. Yo, I'm not trying to hate, but, uh, bro, whenever people preface, uh, like, yo, I'm sorry, but, bro, you don't have to say, yo, I'm sorry. You're clearly not sorry if you're about to say, yo, I'm sorry, uh, but this shit sucks. Yo, not to be a hater, but I can't fuck with this. Bro, that's hypocritical. First of all, whenever I get people who say that, like, and I'm sure I'm guilty of saying this every once in a while. If someone ever comments or hits you up or does some shit like that, bro, they're confused. Come on, man. And they're not sorry. They're not not trying to hate. They're just trying to make themselves feel better. But to not get too carried away. Uh, yo, I'm sorry. This is some copy and paste bullshit. Uh, work on your craft before you promo more. Immediately, bro, I laughed so hard. And me being the logical person I am, uh, I mean, I'm pretty emotional. Like, But, you know, I've learned to uh, uh, deal with these situations, bro. If you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. So I love haters. Like, I literally love, love, love haters. It just cheered me up so hard when I saw that. You can't have all one side. You got to have controversy and people that hate you. Like, that's how the world works. Um, for whatever reason, why those people, particular, you know, why individuals are hating you at a certain time, it all depends. But it's usually not you. It's a, it's 99% of the time them. That's what I found out. So immediately when I saw this dude's comment, I went to his uh, page, clicked on his page, and saw he was a musician. So I was like, typical. Uh, he thinks like, I don't give a shit about music and I just make like beats that are 2-4 on FL Studio with a keyboard all day and uh, whatever, whatever stereotypical like, I, bro, and I don't care how you make beats, like as long as it sounds good, like and you're having fun, all that matters is you're having fun, bro, and you're getting fulfillment, besides the point again though, so I will look at this dude, I'm like, oh, he's a musician, like I see him performing some, I'm like, Clicked on a few of his posts. Bro, I liked a few of his posts. Like, there's one where he's playing the piano or the saxophone, and I was like, oh, dude's pretty dope. Um, I can see where he's coming from. You know, he probably is having a bad day. So literally what I said to respond, I said, um, for the record, uh, so this is this is just to reiterate what he said. Um, yo, this is some copy and paste bullshit. Work on your craft more before you run promo or waste any more money on promo. So I commented, or I replied, sorry, and said, um, for the record, comma, for the record, I actually recorded the chords and melody, um, but I quantized them because I'm not as good at playing piano as you are. An exclamation point, probably. I probably put a heart, too. Um, so I'm already not only siding with him, kind of. Uh, well, I'm telling them the truth because I actually did record the chords and melody. I might have recorded a little other stuff, but I for sure recorded the chords and melody. So I'm already telling them the truth, but then I'm complimenting him genuinely. And this is how you blow haters' minds. Um, so he, he probably saw it. I was like, what the fuck? What a dick. He's complimenting me and I just talk shit about him. Fucking pussy. Like, I don't know. Um... But, uh, no, I'm getting too far. I, I can't get ahead of myself with my ego and shit. I don't know what he said. But definitely if you really want to break haters, like, bro, compliment them. Be real. So that's what I said. I said, yo, for the record, I um, actually recorded the chords and melody, but I'm not as good at playing piano as you are, so I quantize them. Um, and then I said, thank you for the feedback. I hope you have a much better day. Exclamation point heart. Why? Because I know he's going through something. It's called empathy. I learned this shouts out to Gary Vaynerchuk. Big Gary V. That's the goat right there. Honey versus vinegar. 
If someone else is being a dick, do not target and combat them with being a dick. It just doesn't work. I mean, you could do that, but then you're just a dick and you're no better than them. But what I did, I know it worked. I wasn't doing anything unorganically. Like, that was me responding how I genuinely respond, bro. Haters cannot touch me. Haters cannot reach. They come on my radar, and it's not even a defense mechanism. They just, they can't really reach reach my radar, bro. It's like they hit my external radar. I see them. And I'm like, all right, hold on, bro. Let me deploy some empathy. Let me send him a letter and tell him uh, I hope he feels better. Uh, thank you for talking shit, essentially. Like, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and this is the truth, bro. I'm not exaggerating at all. It took me a little while to get like this. Uh, my resilience has definitely grown. My optimism has have grown over the two to three years. I've seriously been chasing this uh, producer dream, this entrepreneur, this dream to one day wake up and be able to uh, make music uh, for a full-time living from my house, from wherever I am in the world. That's my dream. So it's taken some time, bro. And I still have so far, I still have a long, 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 endless journey for the rest of my life ahead of me to constantly grow with my production, to grow as a better person. Um, but, But the point is, it's not easy to be at a place where I am. And compared to people doing this two, three, four, five times, as long as me, 10 times as long as me, as far as like entrepreneur goes and Gary Vee and stuff, like I look up to people like him and I sort of benchmark and, and, and a lot of the positive things that, that I, you know, they inspire me and I try to become a better person through them and, and through myself and through trial and error, but it doesn't happen overnight, bro. Um, so, I mean, I, I really hope you learned something from this podcast because, and I, I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to name this haters always hate. Um, or if you aren't doing this to haters, you are, if you aren't doing this, if you, if you, oh, I know what I'm going to name this. I'm going to name this podcast. If you don't have haters, you aren't winning. And that's a fact. And then, you know, in the podcast, like you just heard, I'm going to elaborate how I dealt with the specific situation of a hater. And um, in the past, in the past, specifically, you know, one to two years ago, especially when I was first started, I was too big in my ego. Um, uh, and, and I probably would hate on people sometimes as far as do, do people want to do collabs or, or, or whatever. And I think that I'm too good for people. Hey, really? <laughs> uh, excuse me. All you're doing is being a dick. You're just hating on people. It's pessimistic. You're limiting your opportunities. You're living from your ego, not logically. You never want to close uh, doors and paths. You never know who's going to be successful. You never know who's being a bad day. So in my experience as a producer, as a human being, in my 22, almost 23 years on this earth, um, actually, I swear to God, you might not believe me, but I can't remember right now if I'm 22 or 23. That's how much I enjoy life. I just don't. I have been so good about not giving a fuck about like tiny little details. I love all the small, I love all the small things and I appreciate all the small things, but I don't get caught up on, bro. I literally cannot remember if I'm 22 or 23 right now. Um, and I'm trying to think back to like when I went to jail. Cause that's like a fucking landmark, but I always get it confused by one or two years. Um, either way. Yeah. I can't remember. I think I'm turning, I'm almost positive. I'm turning 23 on May 16th, my birthday. So, uh, yeah, buy some beats then by the way, bro. If you're not, so, you know, I really hope, uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're super busy right now being productive in the quarantine. 
Uh, and if you're not, seriously, you should go ahead and do that, man. You still have a phone. You're listening to this podcast on your iPhone right now. Dude, call some friends. Um, hit up at least a couple friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Hit up a couple friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, and maybe just see how they're doing. And uh, whether it's you or them that left off bad terms, right now is the perfect time to resolve things. Um, and be the better person. And be the be the problem solver. Um, everyone's already going through enough stress and anxiety, so you're going to make yourself feel better. You're going to make them feel better. Hit up a few people that maybe you went through a rough patch and you haven't talked to in a while. It's going to be a good a good growth and stepping stone for you, um, I promise. So do that, you know, write a to-do list. I redid my whole whiteboard the other day. So like right now I'm staring, I have my to-do list for the day. This wasn't on my to-do list, but I'm a creative, so it just happened to be boom. You know, 15 minutes about to hop off, something quick I did. I got my message of the day. I got another little quote thing. I got a thing about attitude and work ethic, and I branched each. Uh, the attitude has a a, 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 a tree, a tree, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a spider web going down it, a spider graph or whatever, where I have positivity, determination, and practicality stemming to attitude. You know, some motivational stuff like that. I have a schedule challenge with tasks I'm doing. I have target goals with uh, dates and specific uh, uh, you know, um, targets and, and, um, just targets that I'm trying to reach with the, you know, goals and stuff. So be productive, journal, read, meditate, do your thing, read. I just said that <laughs> exercise, um, stretch. If you hurt yourself like me, I hurt myself recently stretching. Definitely make music, man. Play an instrument. If you got that record, write, um, hang out with your family and FaceTime with your friends and, you know, cook, do whatever, maybe take up a new hobby right now. The point is you can be productive and especially on uncertain times like now um, where we're all quarantined, we might be a little on edge. So I felt like this podcast was appropriate because if we're all on edge and a little anxious, like maybe some hate comments could really get us, could really get under our skin nowadays, um, could get under skin now um, more than any other times in particular. So with that being said, guys, I'm not going to take up to any more of your time. Uh, I know you're busy. And I'll let you get back to your productive day. Um, also, if we haven't already locked in something, make sure you go to jreadsknocking.com and DM me. And I'd really, really love to talk to you and shop it up and uh, see what we can do right now. Um, I know we ha- most of us have a little more free time than usual. A lot of us are off, off work. Hopefully you have some alternatives, um, either working remotely or some training, some you know stuff to still keep you productive. But... Like I said, go to jreadsknocking.com, scroll through my beats. I'm at 71 beats right now. Um, I have bulk deals. I have great prices, all mixed and mastered, radio ready uh, to record vocals. And, you know, you name it, I'm doing mixing. Um, I'm doing custom production if you want. Um, just a lot of stuff, man. DM me if we haven't. Follow me on, on Twitter. Uh, so Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, it's jreadsknocking, J-R-E-E-D-S. K-N-O-C-K-I-N-G. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as TikTok. Go follow me on TikTok if you haven't. And then, like I said, jreadsknocking.com. Hopefully, 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 um, I pray that you guys are all doing great. You guys are all safe. Um, You know, you guys are all confident and not too worried about this thing. Um, Obviously, the sooner or later that this blows away, it'll be great. But I have a feeling it's not going to be... Anytime too soon, I'm not worried. Uh, I'm praying. I'm staying prayed up. I'm staying positive. I'm staying productive. I wish the same 
on you guys. I love you guys. Um, thank you so much. And with that being said, if anyone's hating on you recently, don't sweat it, bro. And please do me a favor and like this and share this on one of your social medias. It would literally be the world to me. If you share, if you screenshot this podcast and put it up on your Instagram, I will be sure to repost you and DM you 100%. Maybe even give you a little extra surprise. Well, all right, guys, I love you. Appreciate it. Stay safe. And until next time, Jay Reed's talking uh, by yours truly, Jay Reed, a.k.a. the producer, Jay Reed's knocking out of here, man. Peace. Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Jay Reed, a.k.a. Jay Reed's knocking, and I'm back at it again with episode four of Jay Reed's talking. So this episode is going to be a little different than the other ones. I don't have a guest with me. This is really, really um, abrupt and spur of the moment. I literally was just watching someone on Instagram. And I was like, dog, I got to make a podcast episode. So episode four is going to be a little shorter, but I really wanted to tune in and talk to some of you guys because I know it's really weird right now. Um, Everyone in the world is going through something we've never gone before. This coronavirus or the COVID-19 is a little sketchy, scary. It's definitely got a lot of people worrying. Um, But before we even get started, I just want to say that I think we're going to do best as a society if we stay away from people as much as possible, you know, quarantine ourselves, be smart, wash your hands a little more than usual, Um, keep things clean with the Lysol wipes, be more prepared, save your money, don't waste your money right now, and, um, you know, if you do have to go out, make sure it's more of a necessity, and it's hard, I'm even still um, struggling with this a little, I just came from uh, another piano lesson this week, and I was uh, at the chiropractor earlier this week, but you know, it's difficult, but if uh, it'd be ideal for us as a society, if we don't uh, spike this pandemic and make it, uh, you know, spread somewhere too big and, and, and towards a large crowd of people and uh, make it go fast. But with that being said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just stay safe, use your brain. But this week's episode of Jay Reads Talking is going to be on haters. And the reason I'm talking about this specifically is because I actually got one of my favorite hate comments I've ever got in my whole life. And it literally made my day the other day. Um, but it just, uh, I didn't even relook at it before I came on here because I'm pretty, sh- I still, actually, I still remember exactly what the dude said. So um, I'm not going to do an intro with music or anything. This is going to be kind of a special episode. Just wanted to kind of get on here and unite some of my people and uh, make sure you guys are doing good. Uh, while spreading a positive message. So haters, man, haters. Look, here's the deal. Before we even really jump into it and get started, if you don't have haters, I don't know how big you are. I'm pretty tiny in the ecosystem. In fact, I'm like an ant. Um, I'm like I'm like a drop of water in a sea as far as a producer and where I am in the music industry, where I am as a successful entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, just, just barely getting started. I consider myself to like not even started. Maybe that's too spiritual, metaphorical, or, or trippy, whatever you want to call it. But I really haven't even started, man. I'm so I'm a little droplet in, in the sea. Um, but with that being said, I still get some hate comments, you know. Like, I still get some shit on YouTube randomly, but more so on Instagram where I, I post the much and I get the most engagement and really I've got a hang of the platform the most. So I naturally get the most hate comments on there. Every once in a while, not too often. Um, and then every once in a while it'll be like really bad. This wasn't crazy, but some dude commented on my post. I posted a beat I made the other day that I really liked. And I'll be honest, I rushed to put it up there on Instagram and made a little beat video to it. 
the mix is absolutely terrible for Instagram. There's like no low end. Like I straight, I straight, um, like high passed it too hard and there's no low end on the piano. So it sounds kind of shitty when it first starts, but, uh, the beat is without a doubt a banger. I really like the beat. I need to go ahead and mix that and put it up there, but that's besides the point. So some dude commented on the post and, uh, and the post was doing really well. Like everyone seemed to like the beat. Um, and I cooked it up live on Instagram. A lot of people were, were definitely digging the beat. So, um, I don't, I think this is the next day I want to say when I'm just, you know, doing my thing, producing, keeping it productive and positive, um, during my quarantine time and some dude comments on the post and he says, um, let me see if I can go look at, let me see if I can look at the comment right now. Um, hopefully you didn't hear what I just, uh, posted like on, on Instagram, not posted, but, um, I'm looking, I think I'm going to, I think I can see the comment right here. Um, I specifically remember because I, I, uh, well, here's another one. This dude says, get different visuals next time. LOL, but track dope. I just said, thank you, comma. I appreciate it. And put an explanation point in the heart, bro. You don't have to acknowledge anything negative, but that's not even a hate comment. That's just like, whatever. Did this dude delete his comment? Nah, bro. If he did, it's cool because I remember exactly what he says. Dude literally deleted his comment. Damn. Um, yeah, bro. A lot of people I don't even follow were hitting me up on this thing and, and liking this post or this beat a lot. So let me see if I have the exact picture. Um, but basically, let me see. Let me see. I'm sorry, guys. Be patient with me. I think I might still have the exact comment uh, or I deleted it because it's like doesn't really matter. Okay, so this is what he said. Dude said... Uh, I'm sorry, bro. So to the to the beat video I made, I like the beat. Like majority of people really like the beat. This is what this dude commented within like 24 hours of me publishing, posting the video. Um, quote unquote. This is what whatever his name is. He said, "I'm sorry, bro, but this is some copy and paste bullshit. Uh, work on your craft more before you waste any more money on promo." And a few words, give or take, but that's literally what he said. And yes, I was promo in the post because uh, I thought it would do pretty well and it ended up doing pretty well. Um, but like when I saw that, bro, I just, I couldn't help but laugh like hardcore. Um, and you know, when, when, when you're getting hate, you don't want to respond emotionally. And uh, you, you want to be the bigger, you want to be the man and be the bigger person. Um, luckily, um, thank God I'm at a point in my life where I understand where haters are coming from. Um, I know that it's an insecure and a dark place and, and they're really just, um, you know, pushing something they're going through off of me. He might not have liked the beat very much, but first of all, bruh, whenever someone says, starts a sentence saying, yo, I'm sorry, or yo, I'm sorry, or, um, not to be a dick, not to be mean, yo, I'm not trying to hate, but, uh, bro, whenever people preface, uh, like, yo, I'm sorry, but, bro, you don't have to say, yo, I'm sorry, you're clearly not sorry if you're about to say, yo, I'm sorry, uh, but this shit sucks, yo, not to be a hater, but I can't fuck with this, bro, that's hypocritical, first of all, whenever I get people who say that, like, and I'm sure I'm guilty of saying this every once in a while, if someone ever comments or hits you up or does some shit like that, bro, they're confused. Come on, man. And they're not sorry. They're not not trying to hate. They're just trying to 
make themselves feel better. But to not get too carried away, uh, yo, I'm sorry, this is some copy and paste bullshit. Uh, work on your craft before you promo more. Immediately, bro, I laughed so hard. And me being the logical person I am, uh, I mean, I'm pretty emotional, like, but, you know, I've learned to uh, uh, deal with these situations, bro. If you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. So I love haters. Like, I literally love, love, love haters. It just cheered me up so hard when I saw that. You can't have all one side. You got to have controversy and people that hate you. Like, that's how the world works. Um, for whatever reason, why those people, particular, you know, why individuals are hating you at a certain time, it all depends. But it's usually not you. It's a, it's 99% of the time them. That's what I found out. So immediately when I saw this dude's comment, I went to his uh, page, clicked on his page, and saw he was a musician. So I was like, typical. Uh, he thinks like... I don't give a shit about music, and I just make, like, beats that are 2-4 on FL Studio with a keyboard all day, and uh, whatever, whatever stereotypical, like, I, bro, and I don't care how you make beats, like, as long as it sounds good, like, and you're having fun, all that matters is you're having fun, bro, and you're getting fulfillment, besides the point again, though, so I would look at this dude, I'm like, oh, he's a musician, like, I see him performing some, I'm like, Clicked on a few of his posts. Bro, I liked a few of his posts. Like, there's one where he's playing the piano or the saxophone, and I was like, oh, dude's pretty dope. Um, I can see where he's coming from. You know, he probably is having a bad day. So literally what I said to respond, I said, um, for the record, uh, so this is this is just to reiterate what he said. Um, Yo, this is some copy and paste bullshit. Work on your craft more before you run promo or waste any more money on promo. So I commented, or I replied, sorry, and said, um, for the record, comma, for the record, I actually recorded the chords and melody, um, but I quantized them because I'm not as good at playing piano as you are. An exclamation point, probably. I probably put a heart, too. Um, so I'm already not only siding with him, kind of. Uh, well, I'm telling them the truth because I actually did record the chords of melody. I might have recorded a little other stuff, but I for sure recorded the chords of melody. So I'm already telling them the truth, but then I'm complimenting him genuinely. And this is how you blow haters' minds. Um, so he, he probably saw it. I was like, what the fuck? What a dick. He's complimenting me and I just talk shit about him. Fucking pussy. Like, I don't know. Um... But, uh, no, I'm getting too far. I, I can't get ahead of myself with my ego and shit. I don't know what he said. But definitely if you really want to break haters, like, bro, compliment him. Be real. So that's what I said. I said, yo, for the record, I um, actually recorded the chords and melody, but I'm not as good at playing piano as you are, so I quantize them. Um, and then I said, thank you for the feedback. I hope you have a much better day. Exclamation point heart. Why? Because I know he's going through something. It's called empathy. I learned this shouts out to Gary Vaynerchuk. Big Gary V. That's the goat right there. Honey versus vinegar. If someone else is being a dick, do not target and combat them with being a dick. It just doesn't work. I mean, you could do that, but then you're just a dick and you're no better than them. But what I did, I know it worked. I wasn't doing anything unorganically. Like That was me responding how I genuinely respond, bro. Haters cannot touch me. Haters cannot reach... They come on my radar, and it's not even a defense mechanism. They just they can't really reach reach my radar, bro. It's like they hit my external radar. I see them, and I'm like, all right, hold on, bro. Let me deploy some empathy. Let me send him a letter and tell him uh, I hope he feels better. Uh, thank you for talking shit, essentially. Like, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. 
Um, <laughs> and this is the truth, bro. I'm not exaggerating at all. It took me a little while to get like this. Uh, my resilience has definitely grown. My optimism has have grown over the two to three years. I've seriously been chasing this uh, producer dream, this entrepreneur, this dream to one day wake up and be able to uh, make music uh, for a full-time living from my house, from wherever I am in the world. That's my dream. So it's taking some time, bro. And I still have so far, I still have a long, 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 endless journey for the rest of my life ahead of me to constantly grow with my production, to grow as a better person. Um, but, but the point is it's not easy to be at a place where I am. And compared to people doing this two, three, four, five times, as long as me, 10 times as long as me, as far as like entrepreneur goes and Gary Vee and stuff, like I look up to people like him and I sort of benchmark and, and, and a lot of the positive things that, that I, you know, they inspire me and I try to become a better person through them and, and through myself and through trial and error, but it doesn't happen overnight, bro. Um, so, I mean, I, I really hope you learned something from this podcast because, and I, I'm, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna name this haters always hate. Um or if you aren't doing this to haters, you are if you aren't doing this if you if you, oh I know what I'm gonna name this. I'm gonna name this podcast if you don't have haters, you aren't winning. And that's a fact. And then, you know, in the podcast, like you just heard, I'm gonna elaborate how I dealt with the specific situation of a hater. And um in the past in the past, specifically, you know, one to two years ago, especially when I was first started, I was too big in my ego. Um, uh, and, and I probably would hate on people sometimes as far as do, do people want to do collabs or, or, or whatever. And I think that I'm too good for people. Hey, really? <clears throat> Excuse me. All you're doing is being a dick. You're just hating on people. It's pessimistic. You're limiting your opportunities. You're living from your ego, not logically. You never want to close uh, doors and paths. You never know who's going to be successful. You never know who's being a bad day. So in my experience as a producer, as a human being in my 22, almost 23 years on this earth, um, actually, I swear to God, you might not believe me, but I can't remember right now if I'm 22 or 23. That's how much I enjoy life. I just don't, I have been so good about not giving a fuck about like, Tiny little details. I love all the small, I love all the small things and I appreciate all the small things, but I don't get caught up on, bro, I literally cannot remember if I'm 22 or 23 right now. Um, and I'm trying to think back to like when I went to jail, cause that's like a fucking landmark, but I always get confused by one or two years. Um, either way, yeah, I can't remember. I think I'm turning, I'm almost positive I'm turning 23 on May 16th, my birthday. So, uh, yeah, buy some beats then, by the way, bro. If you're not, so, you know, I really hope, uh, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you're super busy right now being productive in the quarantine. Uh, and if you're not, seriously, you should go ahead and do that, man. You still have a phone. You're listening to this podcast on your iPhone right now. Dude, call some friends. Um, hit up at least a couple friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Hit up a couple friends that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, and maybe just see how they're doing. And uh, whether it's you or them that left off bad terms, right now is the perfect time to resolve things um, and be the better person and be the, be the problem solver. Um, everyone's already going through enough stress and anxiety, so you're going to make yourself feel better. You're going to make them feel better. 
hit up a few people that maybe you went through a rough patch and you haven't talked to in a while. It's going to be a good a good growth and stepping stone for you, um, I promise. So do that, you know, write a to-do list. I redid my whole whiteboard the other day. So like right now I'm staring, I have my to-do list for the day. This wasn't on my to-do list, but I'm a creative. So it just happened to be, boom, you know, 15 minutes about to hop off. Something quick I did. I got my message of the day. I got another little quote thing. I got a thing about attitude and work ethic. And I branched each, uh, the attitude has a, 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 a tree a tree, uh, what do you call it, like a, a spider web going down it, a spider graph or whatever where I have positivity, determination, and practicality stemming to attitude, you know, some motivational stuff like that. I have a schedule challenge with tasks I'm doing. I have target goals with uh, dates and specific, uh, uh, you know, um, targets and, and um, just targets that I'm trying to reach with, the, you know, goals and stuff. So, be productive, journal, read, meditate, do your thing, read, I just said that, <laughs> exercise, um, stretch if you hurt yourself, like me, I hurt myself recently stretching, definitely make music, man, play an instrument if you got that, record, write, um, hang out with your family, and FaceTime with your friends, and you know, cook, do whatever, maybe take up a new hobby right now, the point is you can be productive, and especially on er uncertain times like now, um, where we're all quarantined, we might be a little on edge. So I felt like this podcast was appropriate because if we're all on edge and a little anxious, like maybe some hate comments could really get us, could really get under our skin nowadays. Um, could get under skin now um, more than any other times in particular. So with that being said, guys, I'm not going to take up too, any more of your time. Uh, I know you're busy and I'll let you get back to your productive day. Um, also, if we haven't already locked in something, make sure you go to jreadsknocking.com and DM me. And I'd really, really love to talk to you and shop it up and uh, see what we can do right now. Um, I know we ha most of us have a little more free time than usual. A lot of us are off, off work. Hopefully you have some alternatives, um, either working remotely or some training, some you know stuff to still keep you productive. But like I said, go to jreadsknocking.com, scroll through my beats. I'm at 71 beats right now. Um, I have bulk deals, I have great prices, all mixed and mastered, radio ready uh, to record vocals, and you know, you name it, I'm doing mixing, um, I'm doing custom production if you want, um, just a lot of stuff, man, DM me if we haven't, follow me on, on Twitter, uh, so Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, it's jreedsknocking, J-R-E-E-D-S-K-N-O-C-K-I-N-G, that's on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as well as TikTok. Go follow me on TikTok if you haven't. And then, like I said, jreadsknocking.com. Hopefully, 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 um, I pray that you guys are all doing great. You guys are all safe. Um, you know, you guys are all confident and not too worried about this thing. Um, obviously, the sooner or later that this blows away, it'll be great, but I have a feeling it's not going to be anytime too soon. I'm not worried. Uh, I'm praying. I'm staying prayed up. I'm staying positive. I'm staying productive. I wish the same on you guys. I love you guys. Um, thank you so much. And with that being said, if anyone's hating on you recently, don't sweat it, bro. And please do me a favor and like this and share this on one of your social medias. It would literally be the world to me. If you share, if you screenshot this podcast and put it up on your Instagram, I will be sure to repost you and DM you 100%. Maybe even give you a little extra surprise. Well, all right, guys, I love you. Appreciate it. Stay safe. And until next time, Jay Reed's talking uh, by yours truly, Jay Reed, a.k.a. the producer, Jay Reed's knocking out of here, man. Peace.